I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Welcome back to the movies. Happy Sunday. Stay prayed up. Oh, is that, are you going to add that in now? Thinking about it. I don't hate it. <laughs> yes. What's happening, Hoops? Right. How are you? I'm well, and uh, I must uh, lead off with the fact Ooh. that we are joined today by funny man Dan Hall of weed fame. Yeah. <laughs> what an intro. I hope not. <laughs> I wanted that intro of, for myself. Of weed fame. He rose from the weed. There was Dan's here. intro music. Hey, I'll buddy. Thanks What's for coming up? back. It's been a bit. I know. Lovely this, to have you. This is so exciting. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. A nice Sunday pod on a rainy afternoon. What could be better? What could be better? Ryan, did you know that seven years ago today, we saw Triple X, Return of Xander Cage in the theater? <laughs> I'm I took this making picture. a shocked face. Took this picture of you making the peace sign. The funny story about that <laughs> evening is we went to, I want to say it was like a 1045. Why was that so soft, by the way? Someone else is fucking with me. Uh, we went to like a 1045 showing at the Fenway Theater. I remember like Kid. it yes, was yesterday because the woman I was dating at the time was a little nuts. And she accused me of cheating on her because I was seeing a movie at 11 o'clock at night with Scotty. And it <laughs> you was, were cheating on her. <laughs> she was like texting me furiously from the theater. And I was like, listen, like. I'm at Xander Cage right now. <laughs> it's a Vin Diesel triple uh, X sequel with I, Scotty. Like, I'm not messing around. And I was like, put the phone down. We're on a date. Okay. I need, this is me time. Scotty's your side chick. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, for sure. I do remember you like being like, okay, can we leave? Like, this sucks. And yeah. me being like, I need this. This is great. I'm having the time of my life. You didn't actually like it, right? That's a I bit. did. I thought it was fun. I don't even know what that movie is. That's uh, Vin Diesel's other franchise what where he like plays an extreme sports enthusiast slash secret agent. Wow. Like does basically the same stuff he does in Fast and Furious Just movies. in everything. Yeah. One of them just had to hit. Yeah. And it was Fast and Furious. <laughs> and then he kept getting shots to get the other ones to hit. And that's why that's like a trilogy, even though nobody really likes them except for me. I used to be As obsessed with the Triple X movie with him, hey. like all the time. And there's a line in it where a girl's like, when are we going to make a video game of you? And I was like, I hope they fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need a Triple X video game. It's Stan. in the works. He's one of those guys, and even Fast and the Furious fall into this category, if we're being honest. Those movies have been bad since the 7th. Whoa. 8, 9, t and 10 have all been garbage. <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's, whoa. Let's break the wall here. They've all been bad. <laughs> And he gets to hang in there for whatever reason. Yeah. He most recently was almost canceled. Yeah, for... isn't he me too? Not anymore. No, it just went away. Wow, not me. I guess I don't know if there's <laughs> drove be away from it. A court <laughs> case or what? But he put that whole ordeal in his rear view. Something like that. But yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna make Triple X four. I think that's in the works along with like Riddick four. 
It's incredible. The fact that he's been able to keep three big blockbuster action franchises going simultaneously is kind of mind-blowing, given his mm. scope of talent. Yeah. Is he's he like a bajillionaire? He's yeah. He's got to be, right? He's got to have all the back end of Fast X yeah, and all he's, that, he's right? like a producer yeah. on those, and those are like, that's like a, that's the only reason I keep making them, because they're just like a billion-dollar franchise. The people seem to love this. Asian lo- Asians love cars, too. Yeah. Mm. That whole Asian market and like the Marvel and all that. It's all made for like over there. It's not for us. Yeah. That one like saved the franchise. The movies were like two didn't do good. And then the third one, Tokyo Drift, was almost like straight to video. But then I think that one became such a like they were like, this one's pretty good. And then well, that's a funny thing about movies now. Like for like when they wanted Tarantino to edit out the Bruce Lee stuff from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for it to play well in China. And then he refused mm. and they did it anyway. Like Fast is going the other way where they're catering specifically to China, where it's like two billion people to enjoy your movie. Like, yeah. To me, it's they're not all going to see it. But even if a tenth of them do, the movie does well. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the chinese production companies they're like how about a scene where vin goes to china and like <laughs> rallies the, the troops and does a bunch of cool car stuff and he's like okay <laughs> yeah he doesn't care i was thinking about doing that anyways that sounds pretty good speaking of vin did you see that uh i got a bunch of shit here wow i don't Tell even me. know which one to segue with i would say we can get this out of the way first that the rock bought the rights to his own name like he trademarked the Rock. The Rock. I feel like that's something he had done probably long ago. You'd think, right? Yeah, that seems like something he'd be. That's a baller's move, if yeah. you ask me. Thank you, brother. That that's was back, pretty baller of me. back when he had almost a human being frame. Mm. <laughs> then like pain and gain hit, and he gained 100 pounds of muscle. But yeah, that is because Vince McMahon owned the name The Rock. I think he famously like keeps a tight leash on anything... <laughs> IP that has to do with any of his wrestlers. And you're fired. Did he somehow wrangle it away? It's like a Scooter Braun Taylor situation. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's uh... The Rock, Dwayne's version. <laughs> That's my new name. Give me my name back, brother. Yeah. How dare you? The Did you hear Vince McMahon pooped on a girl's head? <laughs> Were we gonna do that story next? Was that your segue? I, I mean hope. it does. He had a whole, yeah, he got like canceled. Now he's getting re-canceled. There's a story that came out that he was trying to court a woman to bring Triple H back into the WWE. And he got her in the mix and they were in a room somewhere like a hotel. And he coerced this woman into letting Triple H urinate on her. Mm. And there was another story that he was in a threesome with some other people. And he, quote unquote, defecated on top of a woman. Look, you can have the likeness rights to your name back if I can defecate on this woman right now. Go ahead and shit on my head, brother. I'll wash it right off. You're fired. Damn. Do we believe it? I do. I mean, he's got all sorts of... No one who works with him says like, oh, Vince, he's actually a great guy. He seems terrible. Yeah, he has that terrible guy, like like uh, the villain mustache. Joey made a good joke that he was like the guy from Spider-Man. He's like a brain surgeon or Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, ow. I can't... Because there was also that uh, big Netflix deal. Mm, they bought right. the rights to just WWE SmackDown. For the next 10 years for $5 billion. Dr. Evil voice. <laughs> so they'll be airing it live on Netflix? Question mark. How does that work? That's yes. what I was wondering. Is yes. it like, because it's live every week. That's the whole yeah, and it's thing like a, of it. A global hit, I guess. In China. 
because that's that's a crazy amount of money. Five billion. Someone online had a great comparison. They were like, Disney spent four billion dollars for the rights to Star Wars and Marvel forever, and this right. is like just for a wrestling show for ten years. I would say in this day and age, and this is I'm going to go out on a limb, but I would say wrestling is more valuable than Disney and Star Wars. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Marvel and Star Wars. Is yeah. that real? I think so. Is that possible? now in particular with it's, the Marvel movies failing? And Parsons would be able to speak on this better, but. It's reality sports. Yeah. You know? That is kind of And like, it's on every week, and it's a live production. It's more... I'm sure it's more to run than a, one Star Wars movie. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, I have no fucking clue. But I'm not a big WWE guy either. I think this is all kayfabe, as they say. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon... This is just a big uproar because there's a big deal coming down the pipeline. Exactly. And the Rock's there and... Brother? It is kind of curious, the timing... That all of these, like, I'm sure he really did it, but I'm sure somebody saved the information and leaked right, it at the right yeah. time on purpose just yeah, yeah, for yeah. whatever reason. It was definitely on purpose. Yeah. Or like he knew that it was coming and he said, let this out when the deal goes. That way there's more headlines or I don't know. Do you think The Rock shit on anybody's head? I think any that of this? The Rock is shitting on all of our heads every time he makes <laughs> a movie. <laughs> Fuck. Brother, I got a new movie coming out. Hawaiian Punch. I'm going to be the guy from that the sounds, cover. That sounds sick, actually. Yeah. <laughs> My new franchise. Uh, speaking of dog shit, turkeys, Netflix is scrapping a new movie called The Mothership, a sci-fi thriller starring Halle Berry, which they had completely finished filming and like editing. It's a done movie. But now they plan to never release the film. The movies. Much like <laughs> Warner Brothers has been doing with a lot of their movies, like Batworm. No, not Batwoman. Batgirl. Batgirl. And that Looney Tunes movie with John Cena that they shelved. To me, that would have worked. I'm not sure what they were thinking there. Was it Wile E. Coyote? Yes. Yeah. What was it? There was a Wile E. Coyote live action slash animated movie, like Space Jam style with John okay. Cena from Warner Brothers and I guess HBO, question mark, but it didn't make it. They shelved it. Yeah. Shelved it. <laughs> the guy they have in charge over there now is like doing all these cost cutting things because they save like a couple million dollars when they do such a thing. So they're like, oh, yeah, let's just probably, do this. They probably save it all on marketing. Yeah. And like all the people who worked on it are like, great. Well, it's I'm also- glad we did this for the, like, the last four years. Yeah. Exactly. If you, if you do- a lar- it's a, they can do it as a tax write-off if they if the movie costs twenty billion or twenty million dollars and they just eat it on that they can write off twenty million as in a loss to rather than having to pay mm. right yeah so it's like if you if they figured out like oh we owe thirty million dollars so if we scrap two movies we don't have to pay taxes essentially yeah. just like what a fun way to go about a creative endeavor imagine being like one of the guys who just like looks at data and like numbers and is mm. like yep we just got to slash all of this. Yeah, like, what a horrible guy that is. Yeah, like, like that's a horrible job, but he's probably a bajillionaire and like just doesn't care about anything. Yeah, he's probably rising through the ranks of Warner Brothers <laughs> as we speak. He'll be the new CEO any day now. Mm. But it's funny that they keep doing this like with done movies. It's like, you know, you can scrap a movie before you shoot it. <laughs> you can just be like, let's not make this. Yeah, that Maybe guy needs to get his timing better. We'll save all everybody's time, money, effort. This that's the move. Mm. That's what they should do. Guys, just as a heads up, this movie's gonna take a big hit. So we're gonna go ahead and shelve it. So good luck. And also Netflix has hinted at further price increases for subscribers, saying, quote, as we invest in and improve Netflix, we'll occasionally ask our members to pay a little extra to reflect those improvements. 
Mm. Don't they have like a bajillion dollars? I know yeah. I've said that word like a thousand times. They're one of those companies. It we seems found like, your crutch already. Yeah, <laughs> we found it. It seems like they'd have all the money in the world, but every time you hear about Netflix, it's like they're fucking thirty zillion dollars less in stock, or I don't know how anything works. But it seems like they're always flailing and yeah. The business rising. end of all the big streaming networks makes so little sense to me because it's they're some they're merging, they're shutting down, or they they're expense. Some of them are so expensive. It's like how are you not making money? Yeah, like they're doing cost cutting things where it's like, don't you have like billions of dollars? They're like, oh, we got to save a little money and not release this fucking piece of shit turkey that we shouldn't have made in the first place. The prime example of big big giant companies, the way they make money blowing my mind is when somebody was like, the Amazon makes almost no money. They actually, Amazon loses money on shipping stuff. They make money on cloud services. And, wow. I, and I thought to myself, like, how is that even possible? But okay. And my guess is that they do the, you know, everything else, Whole Foods slash selling us everything we own. Yeah. It's funny yeah. to think of them selling literally like every item on earth to everyone is losing. Like, yeah, it's like that's not important to nope. them. That's like just part of their It's stuff that we'll never even see because it's other gigantic companies managing the entire back end of their business up in the sky with Amazon software. Wow. God, we're fucked. kind of scary, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, wow, I don't know how anything works <laughs> and it's so scary. I couldn't open a fucking lemonade stand. <laughs> it shut it down immediately. Me just blowing you guys' minds. <laughs> <laughs> what? Speaking um, of see. minds being blown, did you know each member of the Friends cast still receives $20 million per year in show residuals? <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> I'm in the <laughs> ground. Could I be any more dead? <laughs> I like that he's still collecting those mills from beyond the estate of uh, <laughs> Mr. Ping. Friends, I've, I've often said I don't like Friends. Great I, program. Was, I think it was on when I was at the dentist or something recently, and I'm going to say I'm back in now. Yeah. 25 I'm years so later. In. It's great. I never watched it up until Bing died. Mm. You, you guys sitting around watching Friends? <laughs> yes. We were like cruising through Friends, <laughs> like seasons at a whack, and we should get back to it. There's only a couple left. Yeah. Mm. But I'm a big fan. Just sucking down a White Claw, a little episode <laughs> of Friends. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get one of these Mountain Dew Snuggies and watch it. That's sick. I could live off $20 million a year. So they never have to do... So Joey has to do nothing ever again. Yeah. And he won't because <laughs> he's not... They've given Matthew LeBlanc so many at-bats. They have. I'm an episodes guy. Always have been. Watched every episode. For those that don't remember, Episodes was a very short-lived Showtime show starring Matthew LeBlanc and the British guy whose name is now escaping me. And by short-lived, you mean it had a six-season run. Was it six? Yeah, at least. Oh, that my had like, God. And that didn't even get canceled. That, like, ended properly. Yeah, they, 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 got, they did come to an end. I guess that's true. It wasn't as short-lived as I imagined. It should have been a season, and then they, they bailed on it. But exactly. I hung in there like, wait, is, what if the British guy's going to cheat on his wife again? <laughs> that was a show about them making a show, which is mm. normally one of my favorite things. But Yeah, that's right in the pocket for you, and you hated it. So they must have done something incorrect. Did nothing for me. I'm uh, a big Joey guy. The show. <laughs> oh, Joey, the show. The show that uh, Drea De Matteo famously left The Sopranos. I gave Penn head. <laughs> Imagine me like, look, David Chase, I'm sorry, but I got to leave The Sopranos, the show. I just got cast on Joey, the Friends spinoff starring Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> oh, boy. And him just being like, okay, 
Or we'll give you one of like, give you one of the strongest exits in show history. Um, Even still. Did you see Devin Rattray was in the hospital again for some sort of, I don't know if it was a head injury or what, but he's in the middle. Devin Rattray, for, also for those that don't remember, was the older brother on Home Alone, Buzz. Mm. Oh, no. And he Woof. recently got in trouble for domestic violence. And then I think he like got sick and fell down. He's a big, fat, gross pig now. <laughs> we're following the story very closely. <laughs> we're hoping He got that, sick and fell down. <laughs> we're hoping that he dies. <laughs> oh, man. De- he's so good in Louie. He was great in Louis. As the limo driver or yes. the car service driver. That yeah. was so good. Think, and you want to like him, but domestic abuse you can't be doing. No, that's that inappropriate. No. You can hit your kid, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else was he in? He was yeah, having like something of a run before this unfortunateness. Was he in like one of the Fargos or something like that? He was in uh, Blue Ruin. Yes. That cool movie from the guy to Green Room. Tangerine, that same guy. No, that's Sean Baker. Oh, I'm thinking Florida Project guy. Who the guy who did also Green did, Room? I can't remember the name of Jeremy Saulnier. Good pull. And the writer Macon Blair. He did that new Toxic Avenger that's coming out. We were talking about that the other day. Macon Blair was the guy who acted in Blue in Room. in uh, Green Room as well, right? Correct. He's the, the guy who runs the venue. Yeah, nailed it. Okay, he's a pro. Man, you guys just got a fucking Rolodex <laughs> up there with knowledge about movies. Nothing. Dan but... hasn't watched a movie since Bullet Train in 2021. <laughs> Hank, you're going to be surprised at the movies I've been watching. You got something under your belt? <laughs> yeah, we've been watching stuff. The reviews are going to be full of surprises. <laughs> all right, the early all right, 2000s. All right. You sent. Just because we're bereaved doesn't make us sad. <laughs> you sent me this the other day Ben Affleck to direct Matt Damon in Netflix's kidnapping crime drama animals i think that'll be great i hope it's a secret celtic pride sequel and uh they hire us to be like bean set coordinators daniel stern could probably use the work i don't think he's saying no to a celtic pride reboot mm. he's making 20 million a year of home alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> he deserves it i mean this seems just like a no-brainer affleck matt damon working together again they should just make exclusively movies with each other because they don't really have a beyond, I would say, the Ridley Scott one, The Last Duel. That's really the only time they've worked together and it's missed, right? I didn't even hate that one. I thought that was I great. thought it was great. It just didn't make money. That's true. It was a bit of a disappointment in that regard. Yeah, I like how they're like back. Yeah. Air was kind of forgettable, but I mean. You know what they really should do is work with Kevin Smith again. That would be fun for all. Hey of us. man, Kevin Hell Smith. Yeah, man. It was the 30th anniversary of Clerks, like Wednesday. I know. I saw I that. Was cool. We're so old. I would love to see them all together again in that like kind of dogma capacity. They are actually going on a cruise. They're doing like uh, a Gronk cruise thing. The View Askew. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, like 15 years ago, I would like do anything to be on this cruise, <laughs> and now the idea of being on that cruise. Wait, I would jump off of it halfway through. There's enough of a world of view askew to go on a cruise. I guess they're probably going from like New Jersey to like here. I know the guy who produces like some of their pods, like the comic book guy pod, yeah, or whatever. Comic book men. That guy discount mm. Ch- or Chuck from Tuesdays with Stories. Oh, he he's like, that guy. Yeah, and oh, wow. he's on a cruise right now with the Impractical Jokers, yeah. doing stuff with them. Them having a cruise makes sense. Yeah, They're like a worldwide. Because right. Q is in the Kevin Smith world and a uh, comic book yeah. world guy. It's exactly. just crazy that 
Kevin Smith is going to have a fucking vegan cruise. Yeah. It sent, I got like a targeted ad for it, and I was like, it's right on the money. It's just way too late. <laughs> targeted ad. For a split second, I thought about it. I was like, should I go to this? And then I thought like, what are you and me going to get a room together, Scott? And like sure. smoosh in. Like, I don't I'm know in. if you guys have been on a cruise. I have. The rooms are typically kind of small unless mm. you go big. I, I don't have it in me. I think there's something about a cruise ship too. I've been watching too many videos of like ships lost at sea. And one of our featured reviews involves that actually Ooh. as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm out. I don't want to yeah. go on a cruise. I don't want to be trapped with a bunch of people. I don't like the sea at all. No. Yeah. I don't like boats or islands even. <laughs> too never, scary. I've never really had it tested. I've never been on a boat for more than like a couple hours. I feel like I'd become a seasick guy. Like, <laughs> You'd I, know if, you would, if, if it was going to happen, it would happen right away. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't. Either way, I'm not into it. I'm you're, not like, ooh, boating. Like here we are. You're picturing yourself uh, in like a triangle of sadness fashion, just vomiting all your Mountain Dew and White Claw all over the place. Like, fucking, where's Jay and Silent Bob? Fucking, what are they doing? Are they recording a podcast? Fucking, can I be on it? Yeah, the idea of Ank being on <laughs> trapped on a boat doesn't work for me. <laughs> You're a big domicile guy. Yeah. You would need. This yeah, seems like this is like a Die Hard movie. You like trying <laughs> yeah. to fight your way through a bunch of Kevin Smith fans on a boat. Here I am. I'm on the boat. I've lost my mind. I famously didn't get along with Kevin on the set of Cop Out. Yeah, we didn't get along at all. Kevin even wrote about me in my book, in his book, and he said I was a fucking asshole. And then when everybody found out I was losing my marbles, Kevin retracted it and apologized on his social media because he's a big fucking pussy. <laughs> Did he really retract? Yes. He didn't necessarily retract, but he was like, you know, uh, Bruce and I have had our differences. Yeah, it's like, just let yeah. it go, dude. Yeah, like, he was like, a dickhead. Don't even bring it up. Just because he's <laughs> sick doesn't mean he wasn't a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of sick... uh, and this is actually a real segue. Jay Leno's wife is losing her yeah. mind in the same way that Bruce Willis is. A word? Like, oh, yeah. Losing her mind. No. And she, he just filed for and a conservatorship over her. She's oh. losing her mind. He's and gonna... I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> oh, the wedding singer. <laughs> He's in. He's going to Britney her? I believe so. Conservatorship? Leave Jay Leno's wife alone. <laughs> What's her name? Like Millis? Yeah, it's Mavis. Mavis, yeah. Yeah, my wife Mavis. Hey, have you seen this? You heard about this? You haven't? Oh, good. Because your brain is gone? One thing's for sure. No matter what happens, I'm not going to let you dip into my stand-up money. <laughs> or no, my, my Tonight Show money. You can dip into my stand-up money. That's how I do it. You bringing up how he allocates his funds every time we mention him is one of my favorite things about Jay Leno That's stuff. That's the whole thing is like he's never touched the... Yeah, the Tonight Show. So he's got like a a gajillion dollars. How about that? The fake number gets bigger. The fake number is bigger. You're trying to avoid that crutch. Howard would always talk about that. Mm. Like Jay brings it up. Like it's like that makes him a regular guy. Like yeah, I don't touch all the money I make. I just it's like why don't? What are you doing with it? And where fucking maniac? Where would he be making money other than that? Stand up. Yeah, like and. endorsements he does all uh, the car stuff right, he had right, that right. car show yeah 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 he has a bunch yeah. of irons in the fire and my guess is there's probably a huge portfolio of, of normal like finance investments as well like the irons in the fire burn my face off we'll put it, we'll put it this way <laughs> if he gets recovery. paid 20 million dollars a year to mil. be on the <laughs> to be on the tonight show yes. even with a regular five percent interest savings account that's still a lot of money mm. Jeez. I'm I'm very fiscally responsible. <laughs> I'm learning a lot of stuff on this. And then if know. he adds twenty million dollars, and I'm a guessing that number, even if it's five, it's impressive. If he makes twenty million dollars a year from the Tonight Show for forty years, 
and he doesn't touch any of it, and then it's 5%, 5%, 5%, 5% annually. Do the math. It's fucking insanity. He's a billionaire. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, just, we'll just have to trust it. <laughs> but God is punishing me and taking my wife's brain away. <laughs> I'm the richest man in the world. Speaking of... His uh, wife says something. <laughs> just weep. Yeah. Of wives. <laughs> you crazy Mavis. <laughs> Um, I got nothing about wives, actually. I don't even know how to make that a segue. Did you guys see Ben Shapiro is rapping? What? There's a track mm. of Ben Shapiro. Is it AI? Spitting bars. Is it fire? Um, we'll find out. Wow. I got it right here. This sounds like it would be AI. Unless right, he's right. like something got really cool. They call me a This isn't him. This is some guy named Tom McDonald. Tommy. Well, I know a guy named Tom McDonald. I'm going to skip right to the Ben part. I like the idea of the cool new rapper on the scene being named Tom McDonald. Like, hey, it's me. I'm a, I'm a rap god. All right, Ben. Come on. Here we go. Ben. No cap. I know what that means. This is so embarrassing. It slaps. <laughs> it's not unembarrassing. He's such a dork. What is he doing? Is All right, this, that, that's enough. Is I, this real or AI? It is real. Okay. Um, look, look. I, I wish I put it on the other screen, but I got it on video here. This is why I need another TV in here that's newer that can be quicker for my my bits. But that's fine. That was a real thing. <laughs> ben Shapiro is rapping. What do we think? I'm gonna say it's fire. I like his new endeavor. I support hmm. him in this. What is his whole thing anyway? He well, has a podcast. And he's he just a podcast books. guy, right? Yeah, mostly. And he's just like a crazy, like conservative. Yeah, he's just like an annoying, weird conservative guy. That yeah. People like to be like, isn't this guy fucked up? God. I've listened to a decent amount of him just because I like to get to know stuff I may disagree with and, and hate Ooh. and I want to be informed. <laughs> or agree with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, he's not entirely wrong about a lot of stuff, but he just sucks. Yeah. And I think he's, big he doesn't care about other people at all. I feel that way hmm. about. Jordan Peterson, where yeah. like I've heard some of his theories, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But then like, you get into the whole fucking cancel woke bullshit, and I'm like, I don't care, man. Just shut up. Yeah, they're Go all be like, depressed and cry on camera, whatever you do. Yeah, they're all doing the same things. Where it's like, or like that he's like, know. make your bed, make your bed in the morning. <laughs> well, that's, that's I bet neither of you have made your bed in months. <laughs> no, <laughs> I never have made. Scotty's pretty good at making it. I walk yeah. by Scotty's room and I'm like. He's like a little soldier. Scotty's man. a bed make guy. <laughs> I make my bed. Scotty's a little oh. organized, clean Dan, guy. Dan, when's the last time you changed your sheets? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Be real. Don't, uh, don't think about it. Just give me a number. It's uh, Christmas. You, you oh. got those new- <laughs> no, no, no. Not Christmas. Week after Christmas. So still, we're doing, oh. we're doing okay. You got That's those- a once a week. <laughs> a once a week? Hey, yes. what do you think? I'm fucking made of time? Oh. Also, you might change your mind when you find out they're Batman sheets. I'm okay with that. That's why I changed them, because I got them as a gift. <laughs> I oh, have God. my new sheets waiting in the wings. I'm going to change them today. I don't stay at the apartment a lot. Mm. So it's not as much as you think. <laughs> I suppose that's all right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to, I try to like picture you guys' situation. It's what you think it is. I'm picturing like... Come on over. I'm picturing cans... A lot of cans. No, honestly, no cans. Scotty is like a mother of the house. He is like, cleans everything. I, I feel bad because I suck so much. I'm the mother of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. That's who cleans. The Darren Aronofsky sense? Or? Yes. Got it. No, I'm like, that's what I thought you were doing. I'm racing around in a panic, uh, screaming about mother nature. Do you guys ever want to kill each other? Not really. I was asking Scotty yeah. this last week. You live together, work together. <laughs> 
two podcasts together. Now you're doing today is your second podcast in a row together. <laughs> yeah, you not also really. do comedy together at night. Yeah, I either anyone in my life, if I saw that frequently, I would fucking murder him. Even my wife, I don't see her that frequently. No, mm. we're, we're pretty good. No, <laughs> there's not much. You're good. That's many, what I was saying the other day. I'm like, I know this probably sounds crazy, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> not any problem. What is like, it like ever. if you guys do have a fight? Is it like a there's like a really... passive aggressive standoff? Like, no, where if are we there's at? ever been anything, it's like let's just talk about it immediately because we can't live in weirdness. Because mm. 90% of the day is us just like cackling at dumb shit. Yeah. So if there's ever an issue, it's like, let's get this out of the way and get back to making fun of each other. Yeah. And there's never really been one. Hell yeah. That's interesting. I don't think I've had that dynamic. I guess uh, Trey and I have a similar dynamic where we're similar enough people, but I don't. I could never live with them. I don't think I could live with anybody. I live with Lucy and that, and that works, but even me, I drive her fucking nuts. Mm. So I, it wouldn't work for me to be in a dynamic. Like I, the roommate situations that I've had, like when I got sober, I lived with like a bunch of people and it was always rotating because yeah. it was like halfway house situations or, or sober house rather. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you don't get used to anybody because right. people would either just leave and move and Especially whatever. Especially those type of guys. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Those guys don't stick still yeah. or stay still very long. Those are red guys. Does your girlfriend get jealous of the dynamic the two of you have? No, going, she, she, I'm going back to like what we did last week where we just have a real conversation. Because she has a similar situation. I mean, she's younger too. So she got like, she got out of college with uh, her now roommate. They graduated the same year. And then there was the pandemic. So they didn't really have anything. So they just kind of jumped right back into mm. being roommates. They weren't roommates in college, but they knew each other. <coughs> Excuse me. So they have a similar situation. You know what I mean? Situation where it's like I don't know. So she has a girlfriend, yeah, that is as close as you and Scotty are. Okay. Yeah, it's not like that episode of mm. Seinfeld where like no, no, she kind of the girlfriend looks like you, and it's just a <laughs> weird situation. It'd be a great bit. <laughs> That's interesting. And then when if you guys say you do get married, start having kids, yeah. Scotty coming over like in a Dupree situation. Yeah, Ooh. Scotty will be there You're not all gonna the way through. I love You're not going to leave him in the pouring rain? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of me being a Dupree. <laughs> you, me, and Dupree. Mm. But yeah. That's I find I, the... Sorry, go ahead. Everyone asks that. Because mm. like, I, with anyone else, I think, yes. I mean, I've had other roommates and oh. I've been like, uh... Mm. And then you get away from them and still do a podcast with them. But hmm. <laughs> yeah, like if you guys are just fucking sick of each other and then you got to go like, all right, now we're at work and now we're on the pod. We're I'd good like at, we're good at across like, and strangle each other. We're with each other so much mm. that like we can feel each other out enough too, where it's like if, you know, you're having a weird day or I'm having a weird day or whatever, mm. we can either like leave each other alone or talk about it or whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah, You know what I mean? And I'm conscious of, I'm only ever worried of like, like I hope I'm not being annoying. Yeah, like, I we yeah. we both come to the table with "Are you mad at me?" Yeah. So <laughs> oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So couple of people pleasing pussies. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, that's pa, pa, pa. that's the dynamic here. Is that like <laughs> don't be mad at me? <laughs> Are we okay? <laughs> what did you hear me yeah. earlier today? <laughs> Just kidding. No, yeah. There's really uh, not much there. <laughs> that's funny. No. The real reason I brought you guys down here today is I'm, I'd like to discuss your five-year plan. <laughs> so let's discuss that financially, fiscally, where are we headed? Oh boy. Uh... And did you see the trailer for Harmony Corinne's new movie, Agro Drift? Starring Travis Scott. Uh, the, uh... I did, in fact, the new infrared movie. <laughs> it really caught my eye because this is an entire feature film. I think it's at least an hour and a half long. Shot in infrared. Looks like shit. 
first of all. Which for people who don't, this is like predator vision. When you shoot something and it shows like the heat of something. So like people show up red and orange and it looks like a photo negative. Can you imagine watching an entire movie that looked like this? Yeah, I myself annoying. cannot. I barely made it through the whole trailer. I was like, this is interesting in that no one's done it before, but it would give me a headache and be insane. Travis Scott is a guy who, when his first couple of albums came out or when he was featuring, like he did an album with a bunch of songs with Kanye. I was like, this guy's awesome. And then he started doing sneakers with Nike brand and kind of cornered that market in the sense that his sneakers sell more than almost any other sneakers in history. I never right. got a pair just because they're that they sold out that quickly and then sold for some of them are like 20 times retail. So for me, I was I started hating him pretty quickly after people started dying at his fucking concerts and he was sort of a shitbag about it. You remember mm, that story when I someone do. got trampled in the crowd yeah. and he just kind of kept going. His fans are sort of like 20 something, like almost like incel types, like weirdo, like black trench coat types that are just mm. odd beings or like Gen Z <sighs> bullshit. So to me, yeah. I've I've fallen out of love with both him, his sneakers, his music, and him as a guy. Harmony Corinne and he, I think, are a match made in heaven, considering they're both so weird on purpose. Ooh. So I find an infrared film to not only be unnecessary, but pretentious, obnoxious, and I will be skipping it. <laughs> I thought you were going to end that with, and I will be seated for it. <laughs> we'll be, Opening yeah, day. I'll be in the front row hoping to get stomp, stomped to death. <laughs> what was yeah. the name of that festival? Um, Astro World. Astro World. I was gonna say Firefest. That was his album as well. Yeah, he's got a couple cuts, but yeah, I didn't know. I forgot about all that. I think he had a meal at McDonald's too. Sure That's did. mainly what I know his name from. Like he has a song on the Tenet soundtrack, and he had that meal at McD's. That's him in my world. Yeah. Also, they're re-releasing Tenet in theaters. Wow. Big Maybe story. I'll go see it. Yes. <laughs> Because that famously came out amidst the COVID-19 pandemic when it was really cooking. Yeah, that was like the movie they were like, no, we're waiting until it gets to theaters. Yeah. Right? And but like it can be in a theater. Yeah, Christopher Nolan like gave it a big push. He was like, <sighs> they wanted to just like slap it onto probably HBO Max at the time. VOD. Yeah. And he was like, no, this has to go to movies. He like made a thing of it. And I remember I saw it in theaters wearing a mask. Did you really? It was the did first movie I'd seen in like a very long time. Did you leave your mask on the whole time? I did. You piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like COVID time. Talking so about was, Tenet? Yeah. And it was cool because that movie has a lot of unintentional like mask stuff. People are wearing masks the whole time. You kept your mask on? Yeah. Good for, for you. For a lot of Scotty it. Scotty rule follower. Mm. Scotty's a rule follower. I'm a nice boy. Yeah. I'm the mother of uh, a mother nature. <laughs> it's, it's I saw that movie me. and did not understand one moment of it. Mm. It's one you don't really understand as much as you just you just go with it. I suppose. And you're just like... Christopher Nolan insists on himself. It's got a lot of cool <laughs> action. I think it's way better than his latest movie, Oppenheimer, which is up for a bunch of Oscars. Do you want to go down to the Oscar corner real quick? I would love to. We got, let me get a little Oscar sweeper in here. We got all those nominees the other day. The I'm outraged if you ask me. Yeah, Dan's been talking about the snubs and flubs yeah. all week. He can't believe that Greta. I was on the phone and with Miss Gerwig. Yes. <laughs> Hello, milady. I I really, if I was on the Academy board, I would have nominated you twice. Ma'am, I think Weird Barbie should have gotten best supporting. <laughs> yes. I mean, America Ferrara snagged a best supporting actress. Oh, she did. Nod. That was the only one. 
who got nominated. All for right, Barbie so shut up. There's a girl in it. Who cares? Yeah, they got a girl. Fuck off. I think <laughs> to me, I think that the movie that- should not be nominated for best picture. I think. Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig should have been the only people nominated, not Ryan Gosling. You don't think Gosling? No, I don't. I think he was like, yeah. I thought he was great in it. When I did see that he got nominated for an Oscar for it, my immediate reaction was like, that's kind of... Kind of weird. Kind of odd. He's good in it. (laughs) Even he himself, his first reaction was not, oh, thank you so much. It was now he's got to be the white knight and virtue signal and say, oh, well, the women should have gotten it. Oh, yeah. He put out a big thing, right? Yeah. It's such a thing. Like, the Oscars are like the People's Choice Awards now. Like, the outrage that people have. It's like, the Oscars are always bad, and they always get it wrong. That's kind of like their thing. Who? (laughs) It's like... Who, like, picks that, (laughs) basically? There's a committee, the Academy. Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's just like a bunch of old fuddy-duddies. They try to add, like, newer, hipper, diverse people. Just a bunch of of old white guys. But yeah, it's basically that. Are they trying to, like, TikTokify the Olympics like they are with everything else? Where they're like... Snoop Dogg is like the face of the Olympics now. Oh, shit. Oh, of, the, of the new Olympics. He's like, they're coming to MB Sizzle. <laughs> I'm back on smoke. And the fucking Olympics are new, cooking. I'm in a new movie with, What's uh, up, y'all? with Andrew Schultz that looks like motherfucking <laughs> dog shit. I saw Lady Ballers. I kind of dug it. Andrew Shizzle. <laughs> oh, his stand-up bizzle is bad. <laughs> Snoop, do you think that Saltburn got snubbed? Uh, and should have got some Oscar nominations. I drank Dr. Dre's bath water once. <laughs> it's right out of the toilet or tub, brother. Dr. Dre bathes in the toilet. You heard it here first, my nizzles. <laughs> I knew it. Fuck. Snoop loved the Iron Claw. He thought that should have got a couple nods. Is that the movie about you drinking in the morning, the Iron <laughs> White Claw? <laughs> That's a green light. That's great. Just slugging down a 12-pack like, oh, boy. <laughs> did you guys see the Iron Claw? I did. Yeah, it was great. It was good? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I've heard nothing but good things. I want to see it. We should watch it this week. I'm down. I'm, I'm waiting sure for it, it to show up on the I'm the sure fire it's stick. on the fire stick. I mean... You guys get a lot of gay porn on that thing? (laughs) Yes, we do. Good amount. (laughs) Good amount. It's there. Wow. (laughs) I I heard you guys had gay porn at your apartment, and I am going to come and watch it with you. Will Smith. What's up, man? How you doing? I can't believe... (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. You got snubbed this year after you won last year and uh, slapped Chris Rock in the face. That was last year? Was I in a movie this year? I don't think you were... Were you? I don't remember, man. I was too busy having gay sex (laughs) with Dan. Wasn't he in that slave movie? (laughs) That was a year and a half ago. Oh, my bad. Emancipation. (laughs) I was paid $30 million for that movie by Apple Pictures, and no one on earth watched it. (laughs) Wow. It's from from, uh, visionary director Antoine Fuqua, who's uh, one of his movies, Shooter, we watched last night. (laughs) He did that? He did. Shooter rocks. You guys just yeah. taking in all the trash, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Dan, man. Like, what do you mean? What did you like about it? I love Shooter, <laughs> man. He's a fucking sharpshooter. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> He's a great sniper. I saw two big, fat, naked bikers off 18 having sex. <laughs> How am I supposed to chip with that happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I love Mark Wahlberg in army mode. Shooter is one of those movies I was like, I'm glad I'm finally watching Mark Wahlberg's 2007 Action conspiracy thriller shooter. It was like a JFK assassination situation, yeah. but brought to the 21st century. Just saying. Yeah, it was uh, like JFK, but even better. Also for brothers honks too. Yeah. Scott, you and I actually watched Shooter <laughs> together 
on a random afternoon at Venti's house in 2007. Did we? You brought it over on DVD from Blockbuster. Did I? Sure did. <sighs> wow. I can't remember this. I thought like Shooter, we must have shut it or something. I've been I don't walking recall around, finishing it. I've been walking around all these years like, I can't believe I haven't seen Shooter. You have. While we're talking about it, they say his name just an impossible amount of times in this movie. <laughs> Literally every character is like, Bobby Lee Swagger's over here. He's the greatest shooter that's ever lived. He's such a fucking great sniper. Is Bobby that, Lee Swagger's here. Is that Bobby Lee Swagger? Yeah, like, is that him? Let me say all three of his names. I'd prefer it just be Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. In tears. <laughs> him as an assassin. That's like a franchise. I don't hate it. What do you think is going to win Best Picture? That's a good question. And Probably Oppenheimer. Yes, it seems like Oppenheimer is like poised to win That's director, picture, actor. Although Ank's hoping that Bradley Cooper wins for Maestro. He's hoping that all his six years of work pretending to getting that nose on, yeah, <laughs> securing that schnozola. I'd rather not encourage Bradley Cooper's up his own ass behavior he and seems... get him back in a goofy movie. Mm. He seems very up his own ass like he seems like the most like pretty boy actor that seems annoying i don't know why i think that i heard him on howard one time he is very like and he, he just take, i don't know he kills me he takes himself very seriously yeah and i hate people like that he's become like a bit like how much he wants an oscar he's yeah. been nominated for actor several times now he's like directing stuff like you can tell he's just like ravenous for mm. an oscar I think if a movie comes across as Oscar bait, it should put people off more than they than it does often. Like yeah. To me, it's a kit for the Killers of the Flower Moon, for example. To me, was such Oscar bait. Mm. I, didn't I even liked see it. That. I thought it was a picture. Of I don't know. I'm the only person I know who didn't enjoy it, so maybe I'm wrong here. But mm. I don't know. It's you didn't like my movie. <laughs> I mean. Also, Scorsese this week said uh, he doesn't go to see movies in the theater because he's too short. It's like sometimes there's a tall guy sitting in front of me. I got all upset. He's such a cute little old man. I love everything he says. Doing little bumps all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to do a little toot. This, I, a, this AMC doesn't have a good bathroom to do coke in. This is fucking crazy. Is he a coke guy? I mean, he was, right? He used to be. In the taxi driver days. I hope he doesn't do it now. He's like 83 years old. He's so fucked up. If doing he was on coke and doing TikToks with his granddaughter or real yeah. daughter, I guess, right? Like, Leo, let's go. Yes, he's a, an old dad. He has like a young uh, 20-something daughter who is a good TikTok follow. Mm. She forces him to act in a lot of goofy stuff. It's very fun. Did you, mm. Do you guys see that American fiction? Is that what it's called? I didn't. That's an, like an Oscar movie. I didn't even hear of it until the Oscar nominations came out. And I was like, what's this movie that got nominated for like this eight guy things? Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. And it's Obama's favorite movie of the year. Mm. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, hey, Barack, my man. I kind of dug strays, too. That was fun. I cried at the end. <laughs> Hey, Barack, <laughs> you like strays? I think we should watch it together. I can't believe Kevin Hart didn't get nominated for that. Best lead actor, uh, the dog in any, strays. Any movie with America in the title, I'm interested because I was born in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman Domingo was terrific in Rustin, a movie I've totally seen and heard of and enjoyed. Has there ever been a Netflix movie nominated for an Oscar? A couple yes. of times, yeah. Really? They do that? Uh, yes. With those fake movies? They Red do. Notice. Red Notice? Best Picture nom, yeah. 
I'm like, no way. They've had a, like Marriage Story got a bunch of nominations. Oh yeah, the Irishman that. got nominations. They didn't never won anything though. Like the Meyerowitz stories or whatever might have gotten something. Maybe not an Oscar. Um, I feel like people enjoyed that though. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember Beyond Marriage Story. Yeah, Irishman. That makes sense. Those guys are workers, right? They were famously like courting. They were like Bradley Cooper searching for an Oscar for years, and then Apple won for Coda, and everyone seemed to think like they stopped trying so trying. hard to do that because they're like fucking. It's over. Apple won. They were the first streamer to win an Oscar. Coda is a movie that does not get spoken about and will never get spoken about. It's just gone forever. Best pictures are always, not always, they're usually weird. That's one of the weirdest ones ever. Yeah. It's a movie that stinks and no one talks about, even when it came out and won the Oscar. This was a thing, too, that we went over the other day. If you look at Best Picture nominations, or I'm sorry, Best Picture winners over the last 25 years, the first 12, 15 years are all outstanding movies that people rewatch and talk about. And then it's somewhere around 2014, 2013, when they just drop off a cliff and it became Coda, Green Book, mank kind of movies that won all these awards that no one gives a fuck about mm. yeah where you're just like this one like does anyone actually care about this like Bi- real people on earth bill hall really liked green book <laughs> it's a bill hall classic it's a bill hall movie i've actually never seen it i can't even speak to it's fine yeah but the fact that it was even nominated was weird mm. i think there's always yeah, like, let me just zip through the Best Picture nominees real quick. American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, which I haven't seen. I want to watch it. It just popped up on the streamers. Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. What the fuck is The Zone of Interest? <laughs> I mean, we're clearly not in it because we are <laughs> not aware of it. And... You said the other day, the chill zone of interest. I was having a lot of fun with that. <laughs> that make you laugh. Yeah. It did. yeah. And well, I think Giamatti should get it. Yes. Yeah, if I agree ask with that me. Take. He's the man, and I love him. It seems like Cillian Murphy. Am I saying that right? Killian. It's Killian. Mm. Why do I always want to say Cillian? You have a few of those that are that are like ingrained <laughs> in your head incorrectly. You're like, you say a bunch of shit wrong, and it fucking pisses me off. Well, no, it's Killian, off. and then the other one is... um. I'm not going to remember it, but it's another name. There's only two, I think, that I can think of. Killian's a big one, though. But yeah, he seems like poised to win. He won Best Actor at all the other award shows. But people saying maybe Giamatti upsets. That'd be cool. And maybe Bradley Cooper double upsets. No way. I think it'd be funny at this point if he won. The only reason he would... Well, no, because the Jewish community... (laughs) <laughs> was Shout uh, out. <laughs> the Jewish community yeah. was upset about that, right? Yes. So, like in Hollywood, mm. <laughs> there's a lot of fellas this is true. who might be from that community, <laughs> and yeah, I oh. don't think they would be <laughs> too pumped mm. on that film. I mean, Whew. you're right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Dan just got canceled. Yeah. The Jewish fan base is furious. <laughs> the Dan- Jewish people. <laughs> I mean, the Weinstein's are gonna have Dan killed. We watched tonight. some of it. Please, I don't, I don't please know. don't make a scene. <laughs> I don't know if you want finished the whole thing, but I was oh, kind of yeah. bored by it. It's boring, bad movie, Maestro. It's a black and white movie of a bunch of people talking like this, Charlie. Yeah, yeah like, hey, we're doing the... I'm a gay the, man in the 40s. Yeah. Like, Hitler's here. <laughs> and 
like he doesn't even do that much composing in it. I don't know. It's also like about a pretentious guy. It's like, oh, there's a fucking war going on and you're here having gay sex. Yeah, and composing about it. Yeah, like, you're like, I really need to get this gig. This is what's important. The scene when he's in a nightclub and like covered in sweat, like making out with that dude is is Mm. very funny, I think. And it's meant not to be. And they also like, they position (laughs) it as like a nice love story between him and his wife played by Carrie Mulligan. It's like, he's gay. And like doing, so, it's like this isn't a nice story. Really this is like fucked be- up. Do you have a beard the whole his whole life? Yeah, and like, and they had kids, and it's like they just play in this way where it's like supposed to be sweet. It's like this isn't sweet. Yeah. This is like fucked up. Thinking about it from the perspective of his wife, that must be a nightmare because she knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like she did. That's like part of the movie, but right. it's just like this is. I don't know. That's so crazy. That was like such a thing back then where it's like, yeah, I'm going to marry this gay guy. Yeah. I know a few people like that where you're like, you're just married to this guy. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, yep. (laughs) It's pretty cool. It's pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty. I'm I'm cruising through the other major nominees, trying to find anything of note. Mm. I mean, the big snubs, everyone's talking about the like... Barbie stuff. No Leonardo DiCaprio or Zac Efron for best actor. Do you think Zac should have got a, a nod for the Iron Claw? No. No? He's good in it. He's just he's just sort of... He's good. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I'm always a fucking curmudgeon about the Oscars. I'm always thinking no one deserves the awards. <laughs> I like that take. I would say probably, to me, the performance that I thought deserved the Oscar the most was Paul Giamatti, but he's already won before. He hasn't, is the thing. He was nominated for Sideways. He, he was did not, not win. Right. even nominated for Sideways. In that case, he needs it. Yeah. He famously, everyone else what? in that movie was nominated. Like the Thomas Hayden Church and both the female leads were all nominated for Best Acting, and he wasn't. It's like a big fuck you. See, I didn't know that. That's such a fuck you that it went right over my head. That's why people think he might win, because he got like screwed, and they're like, it's, uh, it's Giamatti's time. Well, what's going to happen is that Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon is going to win Best Actress. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, as we've discussed numerous times, she's never going to be heard from again. And I think instead of an award, she should have her agent give her, and this isn't even my bit. It's not even a bit, it's real. <laughs> instead of an award, she should ask her agent to give her anything else that is not a Native American script to sort of break her out of that typecast role and give yeah. her a, a chance to succeed later in life if she's that talented. Mm. And I think she might be. And it sucks that she's probably going to end up like the guy from Captain Phillips. I was just going to yeah. say that, that like, yes. it'll be like the, you are not the captain now, guy. They yep. shove him into a couple of roles where he plays an immigrant and then he's gone forever mm. until the Safdie brothers or just Benny resurrect him for the curse. Are there any Ooh. indigenous actors that don't play no. indigenous people? Not really. Maybe Benjamin That's... Bratt and Lou Diamond Phillips, but they both kind of pass as Hispanic anyway. Those are good answers right off the top. Because I was going to say, the only other thing I can think of is that show that was like, the, it was like a Hulu show about mm. native... Reservation dogs? Yes. Because yeah. that's probably the problem is like, they'd be like, yeah, we don't get offered stuff or like the only stuff I get sent are stuff where I would play, uh, you know... Hey, typecast. Uh, hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how do I even say this? <laughs> but uh, that yeah. was not the way. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, there should be, yeah, they should, they just need to get cast in something interesting. And yeah. then maybe they can like get some momentum. Because mm. that does seem to be like, they call it the Oscar curse. A lot of people get nominated for something and it like fucks with them. They like overthink their career and like they're never in anything good anymore. 
What did G- or ever again? What did Giamatti just win? Where was that? Like a there was a picture of him at In and Out or whatever. He Golden won. Globe. Yeah. Golden Globe is that reputable? Yes. Are yeah. any of them reputable? Golden Globe's kind of like a joke. Oscars the one yeah. for movies, but if there was to be a second place, it's Golden Globe. To me, I would say the Golden Globes are only notable because they're kind of a foreshadowing of who might win the regular awards or the mm. Oscars, rather. Like where true. if you win the Golden Globe for Best Actor, there's a chance. It always mm. feels like at the Oscars of all things, like around mm. this season, because I never have like sat down to watch any of these really. Mm. That whoever wins is like the three movie titles that you guys didn't even see or barely heard of that yeah. came out like three weeks ago or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the artsiest. Yeah, like whatever, um, like the piece of work. Yes, is, yes, yes, as yes. you say. I yeah. typically try to it's suffer true. through all of them like the week before the Oscars yeah. when they hit iTunes, and it's the worst week of the year. <laughs> mm. Just punishing myself with these homework films that are made for nobody except awards. And Barbie was yeah. like a blockbuster. It wasn't like an Oscar movie, it yeah. feels. You know, I don't know exactly. why people would be upset about that. They should get like an MTV movie award, <laughs> yes, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> or like a Nickelodeon award. And Oscars, they have a new category this year that says like best box office achievement. And it's like, what is this? Like, most money made? Like, they already won the award, Fast which is 10. the money. Yeah. <laughs> And like it's like give Barbie that yeah like it was a crowd pleasing hit movie yeah it's not an Oscar movie, but it became one just through uh, I don't even know what, it's weird. And also the Oscars are you know, they're like the most serious of the movie award right. shows so people talk about but the, it's nothing the it's Twitter all big, who cares the like, Twitter hashtag Oscars so racist is I think shifted the tide in the sense that the Oscars used to just be a committee of all old white guys and it kind of still is but now they're virtue signaling and trying to trick everybody into thinking that they're not a bunch gonna, of old racist yeah. white guys mm. and it's leaving us with a bunch of movies getting nominated that we're like huh yeah that's like the worst way they're like overcorrecting with like all right let me just fucking all right this is a Native American woman in this one yeah. uh, exactly like when people do the math on what Will win. That's yeah. a big part of it. They're like, well, it has this aspect yeah. that people are responsible. It's so like a comedy it- show, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it has to have these elements and yeah. It's a little it's silly. Fun. They should just be naturally less bigoted and just pick good movies. Ooh. Like, I don't know, Doug Lyman and Jake Gyllenhaal's Roadhouse reboot that they just released the trailer of. Yes. That looks cool. That looks dope as hell. And also they said uh, Doug Lyman is boycotting the upcoming premiere of this movie because he made it with Amazon Studios and they promised him it would get released in theaters and now it's going right to Prime and he's upset about it. A director boycotting his own film. I think this is cool guy stuff. Who is it? Doug who? Doug, Doug Lyman. You did oh, Swingers oh, and oh. Um, I Go and a bunch of other great the movies. The movies. Edge <laughs> of Tomorrow. About, He's good. I thought you were talking about Doug Ellen. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Doug like, Ellen from Entourage. He did Roadhouse? Doug Ellen is boycotting the release of Entourage 2, <laughs> which he's still trying to get off the ground. And Baby bro. <laughs> bro. But yeah, they released the trailer, as you mentioned, it looks fun. Jake Gyllenhaal's ripped. He's beating people up, saying cool stuff. He's slapping people. Is that like a thing from the original? I've never mm, seen the no, original. No, it is not. But You'd know better. I mean, they, they, they've spun this. It's not a shot for shot remake, given that like MMA didn't exist back then. And I oh, think the right. point is that Jake, his character, Dalton, is an MMA fighter who retires and needs a new gig. And now he's running this bar. Gotcha. Conor McGregor. The actual MMA fighters in this movie as like the second lead. And he's like 
You know, he looks real lively. Heidi, Heidi. I'm yeah, worried they, they about him, that. They got him being like, oh, I'm crazy, I'm gritty. I'm notes. I'm a little fucking... Um, cr- um, punchy. Yeah. He's <laughs> um, a lot. I don't know if I like him. I think I teeter towards not liking him. I think he's a, a bit of a blowhard. He kind of stinks, yeah. I don't... I know that's I his gimmick, but I'm just like, I, I'm still out on it. Knocked out like a fucking 75 year old man in a bar in ireland for like talking shit to him or something like that it's like Did he? bro you gotta take it easy yeah. it's like oh yeah like he's all it's always like you're a famous fighter people are gonna try to fight you or whatever he seems exhausting to be around yeah irish people fucking suck <laughs> <laughs> except for like old irish maids everyone yeah. else in ireland can lick my tiny irish balls <laughs> ugly ugly crew of people. ugly fucking <laughs> disgusting potato people how are ya <laughs> but I like a nice, like, I used to go to this bar, The Clash of the Ash, and there was an Irish, mm. like, 50-year-old, beautiful mm. bar maiden. Mm. And I Tell really, us more about her. I really enjoyed her. Fucking. Emer was her name. Fucking tell her I fucking She's said so what's sick. up. Yeah. Fucking tell her I'm one of the boondock saints, and oh. that I'll fucking, like, go down on her if she wants. Emer. Pour me a shot of Jameson. Pour me a fucking Sam Adams fucking winter. I'm gonna get too drunk and drive home tonight, (laughs) Emer. Gets me behind the wheel. Who's more Irish of the two of you? I think Scott. Yeah? Yeah. How are ya? You're like full blown, I think. I think so. I have like a splash of something else, but it's... I'm English, uh, Irish, and German, and French. I forgot you're a Peaky Blinder. And 1% Italian. Oh. Uh, Mamma mia. (laughs) (laughs) There's the 1%. That's where it shows itself. Speaking of, I have news. The brother Ooh, from yes. Peaky Blinders was uh, arrested for consuming, having cocaine on him. Oh, the brother word. who does cocaine on the Peaky Are you guys a Peaky Blinders I show? have tried to be because everyone tells me how good it is, but I've never been able to actually sit through it. I just told Scott on the way here, I watched the first two seasons when they came out. I was shocked to learn this. Sick. I can't believe you're a cheeky bloke. <laughs> I, I wore a scally cap when I was younger. I was a fucking <laughs> douchebag. Did you really? Yeah, dude. That I sucks. Have, dude, I would wear Dropkick Murphy shirts with, <laughs> Chuck, with Chuck Taylors. <laughs> oh, with, oh, those are okay. With Chuck Taylors and a scally cap, a Kangle scally cap. What? Turn backwards like Samuel L. Jackson? No, no, no. Never, <laughs> never like Kevin James, my hero. But <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah, I was the, I was like the scally cap kid. My mother was like, "It looks cool on you," and I was like, "Yeah, it does." <laughs> you're, like, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for. I got picked. I'll show you. You stomping the, the streets break. of Quincy with that sc- scally cap turned yeah. backwards. I was <laughs> drunk and high at fourteen, just like wearing a scally cap, trying to get a honey bun. <laughs> <laughs> You were, oh, yeah. you were a tub of shit, right? <laughs> yeah. That's I was awesome. like pretty much the same thing I am now, just not drunk. <laughs> Kid. <That's incredible. laughs> you were a tub of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! We were all tubs of shit. It's true. <laughs> I was a little chubby myself. Yeah. The beef. The beef. I had I had bitch tits and a gut. It was a nice time. Fat Scotty. That's Fat Scotty's the best of, of the Scotty. Scotty is the funniest Scotty to me. <laughs> you with like the Ric Flair shirt with the like funny face on. <laughs> Those are the days. I feel like you have a lot of Fat Scotty pics. I have a decent Send Dan amount. some doozies. There's our, our like our like sign in to 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 use Xbox is a Fat Scotty pic of you yes. holding an axe. Yes. For that, some reason. That's when we went camping in like 2008 and 
I was eating even more fast food than I do now. <laughs> it's wild because like you, you, you don't have the best diet <laughs> as Correct. someone who's with you ninety percent of the day. <laughs> Neither do I, but like I, it seems like I don't. You're like We're trying how, to dig one up. You're like, how are you alive? Yeah, for <laughs> you, it's like, but you're a portions guy. We're like, mm. that's why I'm like a tub, a tub of shit, if you will. <laughs> is like I eat shit. too much. Where, like, you'll eat shit, but you'll eat, like, a little bit at a time. You're like a little rabbit. Yeah, I'll be like, well, I'll save this. Yeah. Scotty's a calories in, calories out guy. Yeah. He's, he's thinking ahead. I'm like a not eat all day guy and then eat everything at once type of guy. You yeah. don't want to do that. That's I, I tell <laughs> my him, unfortunate I'm cross like, to bear. I'm like, I tell him all the time. I tell him what you say to me. <laughs> I tell him the whole thing. Um, but What else you got? I, think, I have no more good news. I think we have it all figured out. I mean, they announced Jon Stewart will return ah, yeah. to host The Daily Show. Not oh, that's like cool. every night. He They say he will act as host on Monday nights throughout 2024. And then all the other nights, I guess, they'll continue their rotating. They should just uh, give it to Roy Wood. Yeah, that's Roy what Wood's everyone online said. Yeah. Who's he again? I don't watch it anymore. He was like an, you know, he was like one of like the, the side piece guys on the show. And then uh, he's like one of the funniest stand-ups and like, you know, he's not like a douche like fucking Trevor Noah and mm. Trevor Noah does makes not good do points. it for me at all. Yeah. Like he just makes the most sense. If you listen to like his backstory, his like father was like an actual like civil rights analyst and mm. all this shit. And I don't know. Should give it to Roy Wood. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. That seems like a no brainer because, yeah, he can be funny and like taken seriously. He's not necessarily the best looking man compared to Jon Stewart and Trevor Noah. And I think that goes a long way in this industry. With hosting, does. it does. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. Jon Stewart coming back and just to be able to say he's coming back, yeah. is it, it got across my desk. And I haven't watched The Daily Show since he left. I remember Daily Show was always the thing on after that I didn't want to watch after tough crowd or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah i was never into i was it. like this is news this sucks yeah. i was like why would i fucking listen to them talk about all the boring stuff going <laughs> yeah. on in the world fucking the daily show is like the only thing they have other than south park that they're like holding near and dear it's all comedy centralized left yeah and they barely have it still. yeah like they have like like it sucks non-stop yeah. but like it sucking has almost kept it kept it alive this whole time yeah. as well Whoever is running stuff over there, like, literally destroyed a network that used to have all the good shows on TV. Everything, yeah. It's almost impressive how much they, like... Now they just have office, syndicated office in Seinfeld, which Correct. I'm kind of fine with, but... Yeah. That's what people want to watch. They went downhill, I think, after they screwed Chappelle over, and he turned on him. Oh, man. I think that was a big thing. I mean, kind of a Comedy Central turning point. I think a lot of people... And it used to be such a huge thing to get your hour or your half hour on Comedy Central. Now it's Netflix and no one gives a fuck about Comedy Central. Nobody wants it. There is no Comedy Central special anymore. Now the move is get it on YouTube and then sell it to uh, Netflix, which is like so annoying. Yeah, yeah like that's <laughs> so fucking annoying. Not that I, is that like Louie? Where'd that come from? Yeah, that's 100% Louie. And Dane Cook was also like one of the first people to be like, hey, all of my fans that I've made over the years come see me and like buy this thing. But yeah, I guess Louie put everything out on his own. Mm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Comedy's fucking stupid. It is. I also, I think it's weird. It shows everyone's like reluctance to like let a new thing go. Like instead mm. of hiring a new host, Jon Stewart's back. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Everything's just like in a state of. Yeah. As much as like 
that's cool. It's also like, what are we just doing? Nothing new anymore? Yeah, like everything's <laughs> like, just like a legacy sequel. We'll, we'll just bring back all the stuff that worked like ten years ago because we can't think of anything that we could even like. I'm doubtful that that will not be as good. I mean, not that I even watched it, but like they're gonna fuck that up somehow too. It'll I'm be sure. like all fluffed and you know. Yeah, when, I don't have high hopes. When Jon Stewart comes back. Yeah, Especially do, if we're talking election season, All the, what are they going to do? Just Trump stuff over and over? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I don't give a fuck about Trump. Yeah. Like, uh, making fun of him uh, on that end yeah. or the other end. You know, it's like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. That's part of the, like, this again? Yeah. Like, oh, Trump, it's Biden like, stuff again? Like, cool. Let, I was hoping I'd hear everyone on Earth and their horrible takes about everything. Yeah, it's like, let's not again. do, like, the whole thing we did four years ago or whatever. Yeah. Where everything just became dumb and gay. Yeah, let's at least have, like, a new battle of shitty idiots. That also... I hate the just static like that, it's this again that also killed comedy central like when that shit when like you know mm. i'm not a woke guy but no, no. when all the woke shit happened or i'm not not a you know yeah it's a fucking scene <sighs> you can't say anything anymore you can't say anything right? yeah i don't want to be like one of those guys that's not funny no that's not yeah. funny at all i hate that guy and i hate i always tell scotty this where it's like i'm on the guy's side of you can't say anything anymore but i hate the guy who vocalizes that vocalizes that on stage yeah it's like if you're gonna say like you know yeah i don't remember where any word yeah i don't remember who said this that i heard it was but it was like that andy warhol quote that art is what you can get away with and yes i saw this on some stand-up related thing where they were talking about it like it's not that you can't say anything anymore it's that it has to be fucking funny yeah it's it's like you talking about when i went to austin everyone's bit was like you can't say retarded anymore it's like it's like, you can bleep that if you want, but for all the enough fans out there. Yeah. But we have a so, lot of Down syndrome fans. It annoys be very the shit out of me. Yeah. Where it's like, yes, you should be able to say whatever you want. I don't want to hear you complain about it. Yeah, right. there's nothing worse than be, yeah. Like it just seems so hacky to be that guy. Like, like yeah, you're not supposed to do this, and here I am on the edges of society yeah. doing that. Aren't I like the fucking edgiest? And then it's on like, the other ugh. the other end of comedy are the people who say like you can't say anything, and I hate them too. Yeah, it's and I don't say anything like that, you know. On stage, you've seen my act. I'm like fucking yeah, PG thirteen at best. You, know? <laughs> you curse in your act? You don't really. No, I say fuck a lot, but like, mm. there's nothing like crazy, like blue, if you will. Or yeah. I'm not hitting. I'm not like fucking Obama, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. talking about my dog, my old dog, fucking cat, my girlfriend. Yeah, I hate people who are like it. it comedy. Cool comedy sucks. Yeah, when people are talking about like what comedy like is or should be should in not, their act, it's like, what are you doing? You should not mention it in your act that yeah. you're doing stand up at all. Yes, exactly. And that's like a lot of that's like the Ricky Gervais, Jimmy Carr. They have all these new specials where like twenty minutes of their hour long special are them doing that. So it's like you can't say that, and here I am doing it. Yeah. It's, it's like cool, dude. As I much, can see out there as much as I love. Shane Gillis, mm. and he's one of the funniest people on earth. He's great. He has like created or like his his whole thing mm. because he is like the tip of the spear on all of this, mm-hmm. and like he says all the things he wants and whatever, and he's hilarious at it. Yeah. Everyone else without nuance also thinks they can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that becomes the problem where it's like, no, 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 you aren't funny enough to be saying these things. Yeah, like you didn't get canceled from anything. Yeah. Like you don't have, yeah. you shouldn't be saying anything. Yeah. Like it's, it just comes off as weird. 
and bad. Anyway, for almost everybody, Margot Robbie got snubbed. Is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> I do believe that Greta and Margot both should have been nominated. I I love Gosling. I just don't think that it was necessary for him to get nominated. And I think that we're at a time where people get outraged no matter what happens when it mm. comes to award shows. Whoever wins, everyone's going to say this is stupid. Whoever loses, nobody's ever ha- no one's ever happy and satisfied. I believe that is the new way to market things. That's how PR stunts are the only way you market stuff now is like creating a buzz about something. It's like no one cares if Margot Robbie gets the nomination. If she got it, wouldn't be a problem. No one would even blink twice at it. But now there's this whole thing around it being like, she should have got everything has a a controversy around it now. I think that's how you sell anything it is funny it's to annoying. see yeah like if they did get nominated for both of those what would people be outraged about because they'd find something they'd find something and yeah. it's funny to be like what would negativity is more appealing than positivity so right i also yeah. think that not giving the nomination to Margot will lead more people to go well now i should re- rent this on itunes and see what people are saying is so good about it 100 mm. the fact that people are outraged that she didn't get nominated will sell more streaming yeah Outrage brings views. Or they'll subscribe to HBO or wherever they can find it for free because people are sheep. People Um, are boring sheep. Wake up, sheeple. The time for civil disobedience is here. Um, John Boyega will star as young Eli in a Book of Eli prequel series. The series is set 30 years before the film in the immediate aftermath of the nuclear event. Right, what do you think about the fact that... The Denzel Washington vehicle, Book of Eli, which is pretty forgettable in its own right, is getting a full prequel series. For those that don't remember, the Book of Eli is basically just like Kevin Costner's The Postman from 1993 with a black dude. <laughs> it's it's a movie that doesn't need to exist. And I'm a huge Denzel fan, and I love post-apocalyptic stuff, but this was bad, and I don't like John Boyega and I don't care about his Star Wars movies. So this movie is for nobody, but it's especially not for me. I'm sorry, this TV reboot, I should say. Oh, it's a TV reboot? Yeah. Much like Shooter. Yes. (laughs) Oh, with Ryan Phillippe. Yes, as uh, the titular character Bobby Lee Swagger, the the shooter himself. Mm. I've never seen The Book of Eli. It's such like a forgettable movie. There's just so many things like this that I see get green that I'm like, you're making this? Who is this for? Who even remembers the Book of Eli besides me? And (laughs) I only remember it because of how forgettable it was. And it's like a, it's like a apocalyptic Bible book sort of. Yeah, the big movie. Spoilers for Book of Eli. The big twist at the end is the book he's been like carrying the whole movie and like killing people to protect is the Bible. Uh. Whoa. It sucks. That does, like it's, that it's, does suck. It's I a forgot shitty that mo- detail. Shitty movie, shitty twist. It's going to be a shitty prequel series. And they're going to make they're going to make an episodical yeah. out of that. They're going to like just stretch this wafer thin premise <laughs> as long as possible. And I don't know. Someone will watch it. I guess. Did you see that Coachella tickets are the slowest they've had in a decade? in terms of pre-sale or whatever for this coming Coachella festival this summer or spring, whenever it is. because there's like 75,000 bajillion <laughs> festivals. Yeah. It's like every day I get a new festival from Logan, like yeah. a flyer. I figure out they still do Coachella. I thought that was one that like, 
phased out. Oh no, that's a that's typically the biggest festival the of biggest the year. One. Yeah. Who is the big act this? I actually don't year? know if they've even released the lineup, but I'm going to Google it. <laughs> well, that's for probably, the sake of the show. That's probably their problem if they ever release the lineup. Who would go to like a festival not knowing who's going to be there? It's not Travis Scott. I'm incorrect. Here it is. It's the Travis Scott meal on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm getting tickets. Ice I'm Spice. Go. Ooh, that's the like, what they're leading with. Yep, I love her. Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Okay. A bunch of people I've never heard of. This is why no one's going. Like, I haven't heard of any of these people. Say one of them. <laughs> Charlotte DeWitt. Mm. Dom Dalla. Mahumut hey. Orha. Sid Sirium. Yeah. We're so old. I don't know any of these. Yeah, I, I Steve Angelo. Ah. I think I've heard of. I think he's an EDM guy. It's all probably TikTok. Shit. DJ Seinfeld. You... <laughs> Nuh-uh. What's I'm the here <laughs> at Coachella. We all went there because we're hacks. <laughs> Will you let the beat drop for crying out loud? I don't really. I don't. Yeah, I don't. We're all like. I <gasps> <gasps> got so excited. Okay, what could he be doing? The DJ what? Seinfeld, they're just going to play Kramer's Laugh Factory set. <laughs> My, sorry, Michael Richards' Laugh Factory set on a loop for three hours. <laughs> what if I come up there? Yeah. The beat, like, building for a minute. Yeah. Oh, he's like, 50 years ago. <laughs> he's a... <laughs> That's what it drops. <laughs> I, uh, I think festivals are my worst nightmare. I've only been to a handful. Remember that time we went to Bonnaroo? No, I don't. <laughs> I had a feeling you might have. Were you drunk, Ank? Then I was. I was drunk, Ank. Was he ever? <laughs> I was the drunkest. Yeah. That uh, it was hilarious. I was in rehab about two weeks after Bonnaroo, and then I never drank again. So that was pretty much the nail. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of the level of drinking that was going on. Basically, we left for Bonnaroo, and I was drunk for five and a half days straight, or whatever the amount of time that was. And then I got home, and it was, I want to say, like, the Celtics were in the playoffs, because it was 2008, and I used that as an example or a reason to drink on weeknights with other people. Mm. And I just kept drinking like I was still at Bonnaroo yeah. for a week, and then I drove my car into a tree. <laughs> I remember at Bonnaroo. Is every... that the one? Sorry. No, you're good. Go. Is the tree the one uh, in Norwell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that curve. I've gone to Scotty's parents, and you always go, that's where I get a tree. That's the <laughs> There's tree. There's two trees. Get. Well, no, that's... The will tree or the on my own street tree? The the tree... The high school. The one that we passed, that's probably the one on Wildcat that like a bunch of other people have hit. Like I don't the know windy road. No. I think that's like the Teddy one, front of the show. Oh, Teddy. Teddy's turn, yeah. as we used to call it. <laughs> I think that's that one... But yeah, you hit my mailbox and probably some other stuff. <laughs> I hit your mailbox in reverse. And then I went out and that was even like, that was at the beginning of a night. Mm. I went out and drank. That was in the days of like, <laughs> I used to just bang up my car and like take it to the detail guy and get the buff, get, get the, de the damage buffed out and then be back at it again. You go into the detail guy every day. Like, the Norwell, I am back. Norwell Collision used to call me Crash because I wrecked so many vehicles. <laughs> Ooh, Wasn't a fun nickname then. No. And, it's not now, as my parents are still afraid every time I turn a car on. It's like, you understand, like, I haven't had an incident on my license since 06, yeah. right? Knock wood. Sick. The, uh, I remember every time you were out of eyesight when we were at Bonnaroo, I was concerned to a level where I was like, he's gone. And he's dead. <laughs> I want to like make an announcement over the loudspeaker, like I was at the supermarket. <laughs> like Ryan, 
I need you to meet me at the fucking I dis- Vampire I, Weekend show. I feel like I legit disappeared at one of the day shows once. like for Or no, during Metallica, I think I disappeared. I, I want to say. I remember us rocking out at the Metallica show. We saw Donley there. Yeah. Right? Like- I remember that part. And then I remember Donley bought us a beer. And I was already very, very intoxicated. And then the rest is a blur. Were you a puker, Ank? No, I was a pants peer. Oh. <laughs> Passer outer I pants peer. I think the worst of the two. Yeah. You, yeah, you would like very, very rarely puke. Never. You'd keep it all in. I never puked. <laughs> it was something for whatever reason. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it's weird. That was my move. I, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to puke. Puking is probably I'm... better because it clears it out, right? Yeah, yeah. you get going. <laughs> get back in there pretty quick. I would always be, people would do that. They'd be like, let me just puke to make more room and then keep drinking. Yeah. I'd be like, you're the coolest dude ever. If I puked, I would call my mother for a ride home. <laughs> be like, I'm leaving. You just puking up four White Claws? <laughs> oh boy. <gasps> I'm fucking sick. I gotta go. Nice tangy sugar puke. <laughs> it's hurting my throat. It's too hot. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, uh, let's go to a festival this year and redo all that stuff. And a cruise. Yes. We're going to go <laughs> oh, God. on, on we'll the go, We'll go on the Warp Tour cruise. <laughs> Combo. <laughs> we're going to go with Jane, Silent Bob, do a whole thing. Did you yep. guys ever go to River Rave? Mm, BCN? Yeah. No, never. No? Never. We're, we're Warp Tour guys. Okay. That seemed like right up your alley because you're the same, roughly the same age as my brother-in-law. Yes. I have done Warp Tour twice, Bonnaroo once. That's pretty much it for festivals. And I want to I want to say I went to Mix Fest once. I remember <laughs> I remember like wanting to go to River Rave sometimes <laughs> when I'd hear like the bands they had, but something about it, maybe tickets were too much. Warp Tour was like the cool one. Yeah. Tickets cool. were like 20 bucks. It was like they have all the fucking cool shitty bands we like, nah. And it Us was just riding the orange line. Yeah. It was sick. Wait, where was Warp Tour? Warp Tour was at Saugus Arena or, oh. or no um, Suffolk Downs, and you would just we used to take the tea. Mm. See, I went all at the, way the Comcast Center. <laughs> oh shit! Or Tweeter Center, as you probably old fucks called it. <laughs> <laughs> back in our day, I go even further back and call it Great Woods. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. wow, that's vintage. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, let's start going to festivals again. Even though I get tired of being at a concert, maybe thirty-five minutes into it, even if it's my favorite band. I get tired of almost everything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not drunk, everything kind of sucks. Including, <laughs> hey, including this show. Why don't we go on a little break? What do you think? In, you got anything else, sir? I mean, it can wait. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be right back. In. Welcome back, everybody. We're here at Enough the Podcast with, once again, funny man of weed fame, Daniel God Hall. <laughs> this dazzling intro you keep giving. It's the worst intro. <laughs> Let me do like the warm-up at your shows and bring you out as the as the weed guy. <laughs> yeah. You should just lean in like Afro man. Yeah, I'll be, yeah. What do you think? 
when I was when I started the weed game show, I was like, I want to be like the weed guy in Boston. <laughs> and, then and then you became slowly you became did, him. Did not want to be that anymore. Then all the fans of weed came to the show. <laughs> you met all of them, and you were like, Oh dear! I do not want to be the weed guy. <laughs> oh my goodness! I want to be a guy who's funny who just so happens to smoke weed. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Is that folks? too much to ask? For me, it is. I think it's funnier if you're the weed guy. <laughs> it's too much to ask of Ang. I don't want to yeah. be fucking Doug Benson. Mm, no one wants to be that. He sucks. He's a bad egg. He's such an annoying bitch. Yeah, he's not funny. He makes weed seem uncool. Yeah. He's he's like doing weed a disservice, quite frankly. And movies a disservice. I'm just mad that he's like the movie weed guy. You want to be the movie weed guy, and you're just the weed guy. <laughs> yep. What a duo. <laughs> We're back to that five-year plan again, folks. We're going to nail that down today. Let's get out your QuickBooks and Before see where that, we're at with expenses. We need to review uh, the new Hulu Ridge I'm Dangerous do- Waters. We're going to talk about Dangerous Waters while doing Dan's budget <laughs> for the month. I got a good budget. Budget, guys. Weed, $850. <laughs> In I'm like, uh, are you medical card too? Yeah, I, I feel like that's the move. Yeah, it's like buying a BJ's <laughs> wholesale club card <laughs> or a Costco, if you will. But like even sicker, but like so kid weed. Ah. Are you kidding me, kid? I look at it. The amount I spent on booze in my life a week is far more than the amount I spend on marijuana a week. How mm. long you been off the booze? Uh, I think almost four years. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. it's that. Yeah, it's over three. That's three when plus. it starts to get very boring. Two, three years is hard. <laughs> I think year five, I had an existential crisis. Really? A little bit. I think the I think me st- smoking weed is a little different than. Yeah, I don't like to compare yours. Right. Just because right, right. like you're completely off stuff. That must be. Yeah, I don't. I haven't done anything psychoactive that wasn't outside of like hospital settings. Right. In 16 years, this it'll be 16 this summer. And for me, it just, I don't know. It hits you like a ton of bricks after a bit. And I don't know if there's a difference when you still can have a little bit of weed that sure, (laughs) but there's something about just the finality of it. Yeah. Or the finite nature, whatever the word I'm looking for. You're you're like, I can never do that again. Yeah. It's kind of scary. But I also like, my biggest thing is like when I go out and about at like a bar, because like we're always in them or whatever, mm. uh, drunk people make <sighs> me hate the idea of drinking ever again on top of me just not really wanting to. You know what I mean? It's like- Oh, I do. It's like drunk people become- the worst people I ah. have ever, except for Scotty's. Ah. When Scotty gets drunk, he just like slips down steps, no. but like is <laughs> still up somehow. I don't get drunk. I just get like buzzed. And yeah. then I'm like, I'm asleep. Yeah. That's that. Mm. Yeah. Drunk people kill me. They're, when they repeat themselves, repeating, talking, me. not being able to read the room. Yeah. It, I just, to me, I'm all about emotional intelligence and reading other people's cues, yeah. and they have none. Yeah, they're just gone. I'm out. It's I don't like, have I don't have it in me anymore to tolerate it. It's a it's a real epidemic out there. The drunk person. It's it's the, a real fucking problem. The part about booze that bothers me <laughs> is the people drinking have I was trying to do like an over the top audible sip. 
Big I'm sip. like choking on it now. Scotty <laughs> sips. Go on. <laughs> I think people have figured out a way to weave alcohol into the fabric of everything. Yeah, it sucks. As like their little. Mm. And I'm I'm not a guy who's like you need to weave weed into the fabric of anything as much a, as it may seem. But I hate the idea of like congregating and smoking weed. You know what I mean? For someone who who runs a fucking weed game show, it's like I would never go to my own show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, when most people are like, you want to smoke? It's like, no, we already did. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We're good. It's it's good. Yeah, it's. I feel like COVID kind of killed smoking weed with people, did it not? Like passing around the same. Yeah. I did a video about that over COVID where I'm like, mm. we need to chill on fucking passing joints around. It's like, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> you might have herpes or COVID. Well, right. You take COVID out of the equation. It's still fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are we all so cool about this? I wouldn't yeah. just sip your fucking ginger ale i mean it makes sense if you're 16 and you have no money sure. and you guys went on a joint and that's your whole setup like or like college i remember in college we would legit like microwave my friend sean's bowl to get the resin out just yeah. to make a little ball and smoke it because we had nothing yeah that's so chill <laughs> it was nightmarish i was like, never... just listening to the eight mile soundtrack crying <laughs> sounds sick as hell <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, what'd you guys fucking watch this week? You think they'll ever make nine mile? Do you think they'll ever go back? I I heard they're focusing mostly on 0.8 mile (laughs) before (laughs) they get in there. (laughs) Story of Cal. Mm. Poor kid. But do you want to talk about Dangerous Waters? Featured review? Featured review Dangerous Waters? I do, indeed. Ank alerted me to this film uh, late last evening, and I watched it immediately when you said it was Ray Liotta's swan song. Final film. He, not only was it his last film, he died on set. Like he, they were in location or on location in the Dominican Republic. Ray went to bed after a day of shooting, died in his sleep. Whoa! It's the Did, only piece of trivia on the IMDb page for Dangerous Waters, which is very funny. You're like they used <laughs> who died <laughs> during the making of this movie. Da, 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 da. I hope they used a take of him dying. In this final film, did they? Uh, He comes on screen in like the third act and looks worse than he's ever looked, even at the end of the scene where he gets beaten half to death in, uh, whatchamacallit, killing them softly. Mm. He looks terrible. It's in his, his eyes are all bloodshot and red. He's bloated. He just looks like he's already dead. Mm. He already kind of looked like a little, like bulldog kind of a man, like a very... Yeah. French bulldog look. He what? had that intense, like, I don't know if he was a drinker. He looked like he was a drinker. Yeah, very bloaty. Or like something was... Like puffy. Yeah, definitely. I love a puffy old guy. <laughs> this is a... Look at you. This, there this is a, a movie where he plays the heavy, and <laughs> Eric Dane is another heavy, Friend and Eric show. Dane is dating some woman, and her daughter comes with him on this boat trip, and they go out on this sailboat. You think in the beginning they start foreshadowing that Eric Dane may be a piece of shit. Turns out he is, and yeah. the boat gets taken over by Ray Liotta and these other scumbags, and the mother gets killed in the, in the scuffle, and uh. then it's like this woman... Or the daughter and Ray Liotta, or I'm sorry, the daughter and Eric Dane are just like stranded out on this boat. It's a pretty cookie cutter, simple premise. They mm. There's one scene in particular where it's, it was kind of cool. The, the girl is strangling a woman, but you realize they're just biting that no country shot where he's on the ground kicking his legs. Mm. It's just, this movie was very derivative. I think my review was, this is a movie you know, Scott and I will say that if a movie is just such a movie, like it doesn't, if you're watching something that's very good, 
I'll use Bo is Afraid as an example. That's Ooh. that's an experience, whereas this is just a movie. Yeah, like mm. it's like it's not bad. It's like tolerable. Right. It's just like hitting the notes that all these movies. It's hit just like a doing... regular roller coaster. It's not like <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> there's nothing fucking... flashy about it. Yeah, it's just like right, just hitting very... all the tropes yeah, and like, stuff. Everyone showed up. They did their job. Here you go. Here's the final product. So wait, like, okay. Ray Liotta dies while making the film. Is he in the whole film? No. Was it you can meant tell, to be that way? Or? I think he was... That I don't know, but I think his role must have been meteor. Because he's on the cover. He's Ray Liotta. Yeah. They barely used him in this. Wow. All of a sudden, they're just like, wow, it's weird that he's gone. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll Good thing just... we killed him three minutes in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what a sudden thing to happen to dad or whatever. Overall, I would say this is probably the best movie I've seen all year. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. I like that. I remember when Cocaine Bear came out, they were like, this is Ray Liotta's last movie. And then I think they did it with something after that. I think these people just forgot that he yes. did this. It's like, oh, yeah, he, he was on this set. This is his last movie. I don't think, I don't even think this will be it. I bet you one more will pop up on IMDb out of nowhere. Because this movie really snuck up on me. I was mm. I was swiping through Hulu movies, new releases, and I was like, what the fuck? Lucy was like, I guess I'll watch that. And then we both were like moderately invested for at least a movie that I assumed I would shut off. Mm. So I don't know. I gave it two out of five on Letterboxd, which is actually decent from me. Check it out. I'd give it like one out of five. <laughs> one and I, a half? Mm, flat one. I don't know about that half. A flat one. I don't know what that other half would be coming from. But yeah, it's it's rough. I could be easily convinced to downgrade this to one, if I'm being honest. <laughs> from 10? <laughs> yeah. I love that it's like Oscar season, all these movies are out. It's like... We were watching Hulu Originals, and I watched the new horror movie Night Swim, which, how could you not be intrigued by that title? Was it Mitch Russell or whatever? <laughs> Kurt Russell's son? <laughs> Mitch Connor. It's, uh, what's his name? Something Russell. S- Wyatt Russell. Skip Russell. Yeah. He's uh, quietly Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's on that Godzilla Apple Plus show that no one on Earth is watching. And what is that called again? It's called like Legends of Monarch or something. Some weird. It's a Godzilla show that Godzilla's in like mm. once every three episodes for five minutes. The rest of it's like boring time travel stuff. But I digress. Night Swim is a movie about a haunted pool. And oh. I kind of loved it. <laughs> it has it was- a 28% on tomatoes. <laughs> Well, I mean, sometimes they get these movies just way wrong. And this, for like a movie that is basically being marketed as like the evil pool movie, I watched it and I was like, I'm having fun with this. And it's kind of spooky. There's one point where there's like a ghoul in the, what's the thing on a pool that collects stuff? The filter? Skimmer? The, yeah. Skimmer. There's like a ghoul in the skimmer. Oh, in the, or the, the, like the thing on the side that you lift the lid off and there's frogs inside. I would call yeah. that the filter. They yeah, a, that's the filter. There's like a ghoul in there. They play Marco Polo and they get some good scares out of that. They got a lot out of this premise. Like, what could we do in a pool out that would be scary? coked up idea that yes. someone came, like, what about yeah. a pool? Is it an <laughs> exactly. above ground pool? It is. <laughs> that's the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're very funny. <laughs> I don't think making yes. fun of above ground pools is... Does Parsons sure. rock an above ground pool? I never said that. <laughs> you actually did, Sean. And 
But I could wear shorts year-round. <laughs> Sean, are you telling me you're wearing shorts here in the month of January? You and me. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking to Sean in this manner. But yeah, this, uh, it was very goofy and stupid, but did they do any, it worked for me. Did it have a diving board? Baby! <laughs> Cannonball! The cleared out room is 75 to 85% cleared out. <laughs> <laughs> These bits are getting increasingly more niche. It's fine. It's fine. For those that don't know, Sean lived in his parents' basement, and there was a room to the side of his unfinished room that he lived in, and we had the beat nook in the corner where he masturbated to VHS <laughs> pornography. Mm. And then across from that was this random empty room not even empty it was full of junk and the joke became that it was called the cleared out room because it was never actually it cleared, never out. cleared out and at one point <laughs> he actually got like 50 percent of the stuff out of it and we played poker in there like one time i'm all in there was a window <laughs> in the corner buddy <laughs> i it was a simpler time i've never loved the a guy more that i've never met in my life <laughs> <laughs> he's the best jack catch this mattress buddy <laughs> <laughs> One time he was bringing a mattress into his ba basement and he asked our friend Jack to catch it. And that semen soiled piece of garbage bouncing down the stairs. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Catch this mattress, buddy. It's the best. Fuck. Speaking of Sean, um, no, this has nothing to do with him. I don't know. Sean, are you a Bachelor fan? Because this week we let off with Bachelor season 28. Oh, word. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's the catch or whatever of this season? <laughs> um, honestly, it's a dorky guy who I believe is a tennis pro. His name is Joey, I think. And uh, whoa. Joey. And half the women are from Canada. And Howard Stern was talking about this the other day, and he made a joke. He was just like, "Yeah, I think they had to get women from Canada because all the women in America wanted a guy with more ambition." Because he's just like some <laughs> zilch who's in his like late thirties, just like, "Oh, I guess I play tennis." <laughs> and it sounds pretty cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to me, <laughs> he gets it. We're back in the five-year plan corner, <laughs> folks. Um, but yes. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for this season. Doesn't seem like there's a good villain yet. We'll find out. It's one episode and it's hard to say. All I'm really worried about for in the reality TV corner, like I cannot, mm. cannot, cannot wait for the new season of Vanderpump Rules. I will legit endorse that until I'm dead. <laughs> Show's a fucking home run. <laughs> Let me call Kelsey real quick. Yeah. She's got some ideas on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like I it, do not watch that one. You're gonna love it. <laughs> I'll never watch that one. I should maybe give it a go. It's on Peacock, uh -huh. I believe. The whole run. My maybe sister I'll loves try. it too. It's so good. It does seem to be like the re reality show of the moment. It's I, the one that like people are like are you fucking. I watch Below Deck because it seems like there's some skill that goes in, into that. There's a little bit of like boat stuff that I like in there. Mm. But we also watch Amazing Race. That's Ooh, yes. pretty, I'm pretty in an amazing race, to be honest. Did you ever watch any of those, Ank? I couldn't get into that one. I get the appeal, though. It's, yeah, I like it's it. It's fast-paced. Mm. And they do all sorts of, like, like yeah, I like that. Yeah, the, cool like, com shit. completing tasks, yeah. like, doing stuff in fun locations. I get that one. I want to travel all to those places, but I'm like, I'll just watch this show <laughs> instead, That's why every time they have a celebrity one, or just anyone, that's, like, the best thing to do, because you get to 
see the world and you're like on a fun show, possibly right. winning money. That's yeah. like the best way to do anything. There's a lot of running. I'm always like, I could do this challenge, but then like you have to run in between to each challenge and I just be like, I'm out. <laughs> Are you slow? I'm slow. Sucking wind? <laughs> Dude, I, I have never been fast. I have no fucking cardio at all. It took me 10 minutes and eight seconds to finish <laughs> the mile at school. I was the last one, and we had a 10-minute limit. Six miles an hour, it's not terrible. <laughs> it's not yeah. terrible. If you're going to do six in a row, maybe. But, but one mile is, mm. yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. The first one should be the quickest. I mean, you're at school, it's boring, it's yeah, whole thing. I don't the- even think I could run the mile when I was a kid. I was a very out-of-shape young man. I couldn't do a pull-up, couldn't do a push-up. Flexed arm hang was all I could do if... Yeah. I like when it's like a game. I used to hate when they'd just be like, we're just going to run in a circle. It's like, yeah. what are we, fucking like animals? That was like, the worst part. Stupid. If I ran on like a trail or something, maybe it'd be better. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's like playing tennis. It's like, I'd rather play tennis than like run on a treadmill. It's yeah, like, like running on a treadmill sucks. It's like we can do a little bit more than just run in a circle. Like let's make a something out of this. I don't mm. know. You need sort of a destination to it. Like when I became an actual runner, it was... It had nothing to do with what you were doing. It was like nice to go from place to place, but also like to beat a time or a record or whatever. Mm. Like you'd be like, okay, I've done three miles in 18 minutes. That's the best I've ever done. I want to do it in 17 and a half. Mm. And then you do that and then you realize you're achieving whatever. My brother-in-law is a marathon runner. And he's like, Mm. he'll do like 10 miles at a time. He's a fucking lunatic. Shit. Antone? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's sick. Mm. Let's be marathon guys. Let's be marathon runners. Here we go. Have you making a list? A marathon? <laughs> I've not. I used to run a lot, like by myself mostly. I would run half marathons regularly, but never like an actual event. I would just pace myself for a 13 mile run. <laughs> so funny. You don't want to be around all those people, but you love no, fitness. <laughs> I like exercise, but yeah. I opened up my own gym so that I could be away from everyone. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. Classic. But yeah, amazing race songs. <laughs> um, I also rewatched Arkansas this week, the Ooh. Clark Duke directorial debut starring friends of the show Liam Hemsworth and Vince Vaughn and Clark Duke as well. I loved that movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I remember being like floored by that mm. when we first watched it. Good uh, rewatch too. It, there's stuff that I remember going into it thinking it was something that it wasn't. And then you get into it and you realize it's a different thing. And then on the rewatch, mm. you kind of understand it better. Okay. So this is a movie where... Clark Duke and Liam Hemsworth are introduced and become buddies and they're drug dealers and they work for this guy they don't recognize or they didn't ever see in person. And it's played, he's played by Vince Vaughn and then a bunch of, and it takes place in Arkansas and a lot of stuff happens and you follow the journey. It's interesting. There's some flashbacks of like Vince early on in the drug game. And Mm. and it's a movie that I want to say is on either it's on Netflix now, actually. I'm the tallest drug dealer alive. Ba, ba, ba. I don't know why you gotta do all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I should say something. I go to school and I work. <laughs> that, I recommend that highly as well. Mm. I remember you not being too jazzed on it when we first watched it. I'm glad it yeah. was a rewarding rewatch for you. I was disappointed, I think. Like I said, I just misinterpreted it from mm. the trailers and what I'd read about it pr- prior to watching it. And then once I actually watched it, I understood it more and I was in. Okay. Dan and I watched the new Kevin James comedy special yes. the other yes, day. Yes, yes. It's called Irreplaceable. Irregardless. Irregardless. I keep doing that. Irregardless. It was weird because like he clearly doesn't do stand-up like all of the time. Mm. So all of the bits seemed like he was acting out a bit someone wrote for him. Like he saw yeah. it like right before he went out. 
and was like, all right, I got it. <laughs> yeah. First of all, he came out and did, he just like did his like little shuck and jive dance thing for like four It was minutes. a long time. Does it so, land? I mean. Is the crowd going ape shit as yes. he shuffles around? They're not not going no, ape shit. No, the crowd loves it. I, I genuinely like Kevin James. I liked his first special, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. I love King of Queens. I think all it right. is one of the best sitcoms. We heard I, last week that you were in Here Comes the Boom. I was in Here Comes the Boom. I met Kevin James. That's He's my up. guy. And Did you guys talk a lot, by the way? No, so? not a lot. We talked to Henry Winkler a lot. He was cool as God, hell. He was probably so sweet and charming. He was the sweetest Fuck. old man Fuck. on earth. He's I gave best. him a pin that I had on my scally cap. Oh. That I would wear on my scally cap that was the Fonz. Oh, he probably like still has it because he's such a fucking sweetheart. And Holy he did shit. the quarter trick for us from Click. Remember when he'd bite the thing? Right. Do you remember this? I was in tears during Click. <laughs> yeah. So most of that is a blur. <laughs> I actually, I don't think I've seen all of Click. There's like a, you haven't seen all of Click? I know. I need to watch it. The Adam Sandler film? We'll watch Click. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I, I just feel like you were yeah. saying it like he's talking about Godfather 2. Yeah. Like, you haven't seen all of I Click. I you haven't seen all of Click. <laughs> like, you're kidding, right? It's insane to me. No, but anyway, I... yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. Henry Winkle was the man. But yeah, the Kevin mm. James special, it was just bad. A lot of him, a lot of his humor, you don't realize until this special, is physicality. Mm. Because all he would do was the same way someone like an impressionist comedian, like a Frank Caliendo, will set up an impression in mm. like the worst way possible just to get to the impression yes he would do that with like physical things that he would do he yeah, would just do like a body movement for like a minute and a half yeah like, so we're in the airport like running like this yeah 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 yeah, yeah like exactly if you, if you just listen to this instead of watching it you'd be like why yeah is no one saying anything but people are laughing and there's just silence for like 10 to 15 seconds he also looks like tom segura in it he does he's, he's bald, bald now with a beard yeah it's a weird look for kev the is he in better shape a little bit yeah but he's not like here comes the boom shape he's a yo-yo guy he goes up and down a lot he's been so fat before at the end of king of queens he was like the fattest he ever was which was like paul blart too yeah he can be like a fake fat guy sometimes i've seen him in stuff where like the joke is supposed to be he's fat and it's like you're barely chubby beginning (laughs) at this point beginning beginning of king of queens he was like sort of like that yeah it's like you're like a half fat guy you're like hollywood fat guy almost yeah like it doesn't read as like Mm. it's weird for the joke to be you're fat when you're and there was a season where the whole bit was he got skinny in real life on king of queens yeah in his wife hated that he was the hot one now and that was like a whole season that's a good bit and then he got fat again and all sorts of stuff. I fucking love that show. I should watch King of Queens from the Tippity. But yeah, it was a really bad special. Yeah. I didn't see all of I fell asleep at some point. Go watch Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, though. That fucking honks. That's the one? That's Where the can we find one. that? Is it on Netflix? I'm sure it's somewhere. It's probably on it fucking is. YouTube at this point. It's probably on Prime. I feel like... Prime! Uh, I feel like Prime is having a Kevin James cool down at mm. this moment. And The Zookeeper. Yes, we watched some of The Zookeeper. We've been watching films... <laughs> As of late. All the dog shit films that Showtime, Cinemax, and HBO can get the rights to and play 47 times a day. Yeah. That's all... the best part. I love having live TVs. You can just like happen upon something like Zookeeper halfway yeah. through and be like, ooh, this is exactly what I needed <laughs> right now. This is perfect. Mm. 
Um, I'm trying to remember other things. We started a girls rewatch, HBO's Girls, the Lena that, Dunham series. That's fun. I love that show. It's a great show. Isn't yeah. Adam Driver, that's like where he kind of started. Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> Hannah. That's that's where I came from. Sure is. Yeah, and uh, I'm enjoying it muchly. It was a show I forgot about, and now it's back. I think if it didn't end as poorly as it did, I feel like people would talk about it more. That was a great show. The first like three seasons, I was like, this is like the funniest show on TV. I am a big Lena Dunham guy, and a lot of people really don't like her. She's sort of in that Amy Schumer category, which is funny because Amy Schumer was actually on an episode of Girls, and she plays such a cunt. Mm. But people put Lena Dunham in a, in a box of just like, this lady is a hypocrite, she's a bitch. And it's like, if she were attractive, she'd get away with all of those things, or conventionally attractive, I'll say. Or it wouldn't even be brought up. Right, yeah. people would just go, oh, she's phenomenal, she's so talented. But yeah. because she's yeah. not so great looking, she gets nailed to the cross with every other word she says. Which is yeah. weird because she started out on the opposite end of that, where it's like, you know, yeah. she's like the hero and so brave, and she's mm. like the naked big girl and all yeah. the stuff. And then she said she like took baths with her sister or something, and everything yeah. went downhill for her. She's a tough one to defend for a lot of reasons. <sighs> but yeah, if you just watch that show... That's a great show. Mm. And it's funny, like, she did that when she was, like, in her, like, early 20s. I heard someone say this once, and I'm like, this is very true. Like, she gets why, she gets the ridiculous part of being that age when she was that age and made a show about it. And That's it's perfect, like, yeah. It's like age well. When you watch it now, it's like, oh, shit, this, she really kind of nailed this. It has a heavy hitter cast, too. I mean, Adam Driver, obviously, Christopher Abbott, Andrew Rannells. Like, there's a bunch yep. of uh, Allison Williams, uh, Jemima Kirk. Like, they're all good. Mm. And the other actors, I can't even remember their names. Like, there's some... The the character who plays Ray, or the actor that plays Ray is my favorite character. I get Ray, a huge kick out of him. Big Ray guy. I think he's a scene stealer. I feel like HBO is, like, what Disney does to, like, stars almost. Or like mm. they put them on shows and you're like, who the fuck is this? And they're like young hip actors or whatever that yeah. you have no idea. And then you see them like everywhere after that. Yeah. And that's like, like all oh, the euphoria people oh, and absolutely. all the fucking, you know. That's a good analogy. It's definitely like the like yeah. minor leagues or whatever. You, <laughs> you see people on an HBO show, then they pop up and like everything after that almost. It, Donald Glover is in an episode dating Lena Dunham, maybe right. two or three episodes even. So like he kind of fl flew off the shelves after that in terms of community success. And then they gave him Atlanta. And was yeah. it yeah? Was it like young Donald Glover? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I liked that Don Donald Glover the most. Yeah, that was when he was on Community. I remember like, oh wow, he's popping up on here. Maybe mm -hmm. one of the worst hours on Comedy Central. His hour? His stand-up. Oh, yeah, Weirdo, I think yes. it's called. I've it seen that. sucks when yeah. you go back and watch it. But, like, he's so, like, you know, and everything else, he's dope. But, like, oh, uh, man, it's so bad. You're, like, you're just, like, describing, like, sketches, basically. And he's, like, I want to rap. So he just reads rap lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. And he's like, uh, Twitter was all up in arms because I was supposed to be Spider-Man or wanted me to be Spider-Man. He talks about that. and stuff. It just feels like a famous person being like, isn't this crazy that this happened to me? Yeah, it's like, what? It's yeah. like ultra specific and insane. And like long stories that just end. I remember watching that and shouting it and yeah. being like, wow, I thought that would be dope. And it wasn't. Storytelling comedians, uh, I find it hard to, to make it work. I can't think of one that I love. Yeah, like Mike Birbiglia, I used to like a lot. And he's kind of morphed into a storytelling yes. stand-up. I kind of shut his latest special. I shut it, it's too. Because it's just like, I don't need to hear. I like, loved him. He was so great. Yeah. 
all the, stuff, yeah. like the thing in front of like the dryer. He's on girls too. Is he really? There's a scene where he's interviewing Lena for a job and she offends him. It's very funny. Oh yeah. Great. He was good on that. Yeah. Worth, it's definitely, if you've not watched Girls, it's 100% worth starting from the beginning. It's very fun, very funny, and very breezy and watchable because the episodes are like 26 minutes. Maybe I'll you get, get right in there. Kelsey to watch that. She'd Did like you it. ever She'd watch like it, it when it was no, on? No, no, I've never seen it. Watch it. In Honestly, fresh, yeah. like, you'd both love it. It's a home run show. Mm. I recommend it highly. I'm trying to get her to watch The Sopranos. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you would love it. So funny how averse most girls are to watching The Sopranos. It's not a girl show. No, it is not. Girls are not chomping at the bit to watch guys be guys and yeah. ignore their responsibilities to hang out in a meat market <laughs> and, just, and kill people. And like no woman character is positive yeah. in any sense. Yeah, the yeah they're all just like Here's my counter to that. The best character on the whole show was Edie Falco's character. Calm. Yeah. Calm. I like the one that says <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, I've seen it online. A lot of people who watch it now skip the therapy scenes. I don't hate that take. I mean, they no can be boring, but I think it's a very important. You definitely the need them. And there's th- a lot of development happening in there. And yeah. the show won't make sense if you cut it out. Yeah, like sometimes the pacing can be weird and it's like, oh, I don't want a therapy scene right now. Mm. But it, it at mean, least sets up the, the show. Yeah. Like that's the show. That's what it is. It cuts up the hack thing of like doing a voiceover. Yes. Like yes. it it, it exactly. gives you uh, what is it? Like exposition for the whole episode of what's happening. Yeah. But it's, although it's kind of boring. Sometimes it's hacky, like something annoying will happen to Tony, then they'll cut to him in therapy explaining it. And it's like, oh, this is a bit much but it's like this you know i'm glad yeah. they abandoned the james gandolfini voiceover after the first episode because they yeah. do it in the very beginning like oh we come over here and then yeah. you're like oh this is gonna be that kind of show and then it isn't i do like watching the first that's like one of the ones where it's like oh the pilot is fun because like yeah they thought it was going to be a lot different of a yeah. vibe throughout the whole thing watching a pilot is fun they just my God. You can tell they just put so much thought into like this has to grab people. Like we can't let a second of this be boring. That Seinfeld pilot is a snooze. I can't even remember what it. We watched it recently, and oh, it was yeah. like the apartment has like nothing in it. Mm. The Kramer is like normal. He's like, "Hi, Jerome. Yeah, it's yeah. me, your next door neighbor, John Kramer." There's no uh, Elaine. Yeah, it's no weird. Good. It's no good. It's uh, it's fucked up. Cheers, though. Mm. Bro, best one ever written. Yeah, like pilots. That is on a lot of people's list of the best pilots. Like Cheers and Lost. Also, and though, if you think about like you were talking earlier about like these streaming services scrapping things for tax purposes, mm. they're basically just shooting pilot movies. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then they're not going basically. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, because like they're like, oh, okay, we're just not going to put anything more yes. behind this. Because they do that all the time, and it's like, oh, this is what happens. Yeah. But when it's a movie, it's like, oh, shit. This is a like... movie just seems like so much more work goes into it, so yeah. it seems like so much more of a waste. Yeah, but at this point, like, move, they put kind of the same money and effort into shows and movies, so it's all just weird. Mm. Prestige TV, they call it. Yes. Mm. The golden uh, age of television is over. That Agreed, much, yeah. That much we know for Television sure. and film, it's over. It's done. 
This podcast is going to be about feelings and emotions and talking about real stuff like we did last week, and it was a big hit. I like how real stuff just keeps bubbling into the pod. People it's are fun. The people are going to love it. And I got a lot of positive feedback about last week, I think. I don't mm. know if you did, but people like us being ourselves, hearing a little bit behind the curtain. Yeah. I'm I got nothing for today because I just don't. It's not in me there, but sometimes. That's fine. We'll see. Fucking. <laughs> what else did we rewatch? That's all I watched, pretty much. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, what were we watching? The Aviator? Aviator's great. Fucking <laughs> one of the great movies about movies. Mr. Fucking... Ooh. <laughs> Do your worst, Mr. Hughes. John Mr. C. Hughes? Is that John C. Riley? I hear? John C. Riley. <laughs> hey, buddy. This is my John C. Riley. <laughs> It sounded a little like southerny, but it, other than that, it, you had the uh, part down. Mr. Hughes, I don't think this is going to work <laughs> for us. Yes. Is he in that movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about He's that. He's the money man. Yeah. We don't right. have enough money, Mr. Hughes. That's a great And like... he is southern in that, too. So that, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yes. So, uh, John Hughes, yes. in, or I'm sorry, John C. Riley in the aviator impression. <laughs> that's right in the pocket of impressions you'll be able to use all the time. That's it for me. Start <laughs> doing that one, one on stage. Everyone will be like, honey, was that just the John C. Riley in I the would, aviator? Oh that was incredible. Voices guys are the best on stage. They just take off. I like the idea of that becoming your, like, Burt Kreischer, the machine story. Everyone's <laughs> like, we want to hear you do the John C. Riley in the aviator voice at the end of all your sets. <laughs> You close with that with your shirt off. <laughs> you guys should both become shirt off the whole set, guys. What do you think? Definitely. Okay. I'm interested in something very funny about taking your shirt off in a time when it's not supposed to be taken off. Yeah, mm. that's the humor in it. It's Burt Kreischer, boy. Is he a, is he a hoot? He's skinny now, so it's not as fun. Much yeah. less fun. Much less fun. He, not, prob he probably is a bit about that. Was it, did that happen this week? The Natasha Legero. Yeah, that's new. Went on stage after him and mm. took her shirt off and like made a whole bit about it yeah like and why her, can't the gals do this their cans are out and stuff yeah. in new york they can they decriminalized women being topless t-o-p-l-e-s-s -S, sorry fucking <laughs> saw that coming fun fact ank i've done naked comedy three times in my life wow isn't that crazy uh, how'd that work out it was fine it was a great time i did it two more times after the first time was it uncomfortable uh yeah it, it was to get over stage fright because i was a very scared boy on stage so you were like actually naked on stage yes. doing bits 100 percent. i've my, heard of this my di was completely out everyone's di and cans were out was there like a everyone in the audience had their phone in a yonder bag type situation no i'd be concerned about yeah. the the like okay i want everyone's phones out or like off in, in their pocket. You'd be worried people are going to snap that D. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't have photos of this. Yeah, existing. definitely couldn't have photos of my DI out there. But yeah, the it was in Cambridge, so it was very accepting, if you will. Okay. There were some bodies that make me feel great, yeah. and some DIs that also make me feel great <laughs> and not so great. <laughs> There's this big old fat guy that mm. came up, and I was like, oh my god. Why are you naked? Piece? No. Oh, it was mm. like gone. It looked like Fuck. it was just like a hole. Every 20 pounds of body fat that you lose, you get like an inch back. Oh, man, if I it's losing overall weight. body weight. Yes. Drop 20, your dick looks a little bigger. Damn, that's so sick. <laughs> yeah. My dick is a foot long now. I'm like, it took 30. I've heard of this naked comedy thing. That would be kind of fun. I feel like I would do that. It wasn't bad. I sat, I was killing so hard. You would kill because like you're naked. So like you just had, like you walk out on stage and you're like, 
well, fuck, I, I, I gotta speak. Something mm. has to Does happen. Does everyone start laughing the minute you walk out naked? Uh, <laughs> before you come out, it's like, fucking shut up. What the fuck are you laughing at? So, so the host of this, of this show, used to, he would go out naked and he'd open it and he'd tell everyone what was going on. And then he would do a handstand on stage. He was like a yoga guy. And he would do that one where like your elbows are on the ground doing mm. a handstand. So he would do it like that, completely naked, to almost, and like he would like preface it with like, just to get everybody comfortable, I'm going to do this. And wow. he would flip upside down and his DI would be. I'm imagining how awful my dick would look if I was doing a handstand on stage. <laughs> just my, Scotty's just bluffing you guys. He's got a Hogan. <laughs> nice Hogan. big thick one. <laughs> fucking no. Pierced Hogan. head and all. A nice Prince Albert. <laughs> ah, ah. But yeah. Um, I sat on a stool one time naked and then I watched one of the improv Boston interns have to go over with uh, rubbing alcohol and clean clean your asshole clean juice my ass juice off the did stool. you sit on it upside down <laughs> yes I humped the stool and actually came on it <laughs> you did the classic comedian move yeah it was fucked up I don't do it anymore but I wouldn't do it again either. Do they still do stuff like that? Like, nah, I not feel like really. a lot of germs. Something. Yeah, there's, yeah. As soon as COVID hit, that was gone, and Improv Boston <laughs> is gone. Yeah, like ah, shit. We lost naked comedy to COVID. Improv Boston is no mas. The Improv Asylum is still around. Yes, right? I took two levels of improv class there. Yeah, fun fact. Your alma mater. Improv in stand-up comedy are like hockey kids versus basketball kids. <laughs> Very <laughs> much so. if that makes sense. There should be like a movie about that. Yeah. It seems ripe for... It's something. all like the, lack of a better word, rich kids Yeah, that, you know, can take the classes and such like that. Ah. Not that I'm calling you a rich kid, Hank, but... I am a rich kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're leaning... <laughs> I've leaned into it okay. my whole life. It's all right. <laughs> Let your hair down. It's all right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to step on any toe, rich toes here, but... We're here in the chill zone. Yeah, a lot of improv asylum kids are all the kids who had the money to buy the gear to play hockey. You know what I mean? Mm. That's the same idea. And then we did the free thing. That makes sense. So we I could never... just show up and get hammered at. I never thought about what it's like to be a poor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. think about it. They, they chose that activity because they couldn't afford it on the other end. Have you that, ever... Okay. I would... I'm wrapping my head around this for the first time, folks. Bro, for real. Right before the pandemic like shut down and everything, I was like seriously considering, and I was looking at it like an investment in my life, taking improv asylum classes. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I mean, then it all hit and all that bullshit, but like... They still have them now, don't Yeah, they, they still have them. A lot of them are online, which is kind of like sucks. a fucking... That doesn't know. seem like you'd get the same thing. And fun fact, the guy who owns Improv Asylum owns a good portion of Laugh Boston as well. Ooh. So he's just a comedy guy. Yeah, Norm. Or Norm, I'm sorry. Comedy. Norm. Norm, yeah. Norm MacDonald? I enjoyed the love. The first level was great. And then I got, unfortunately, with my with my schedule, the second one I had to drop out midway through. But like the, I, the first level was awesome. And it's, unfortunately, they start at like 7.45 on work nights for me, which yeah. is like a non-starter. Because then yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not even home till 10. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. But That's... it's in the North End. And it, I don't know. I'd recommend it. I don't recall them being prohibitively expensive. I think Ooh. there was a... 
It's a, they definitely make it affordable on some level. Like they'll let you do a payment plan if memory serves. Sure, yeah. If you want to break it that's up. That's how I'm getting in there, if, if anything. I'm Give them a piece now. I'm showing up to improv class with a piggy bank. I'm breaking it in front of them. I'm almost We're going to get off the air and do those budgets again. We're going to figure this out, folks. I was actually oh, on, as a stand-up, I was on an improv asylum show to do like time. It was supposed to be like a late night type of show. And it was like a weed themed one, and I'm a weed guy. I'm of weed. Of weed fame. <laughs> of yes. weed fame. And I brought Scotty to it, and he fell asleep halfway through. Hello. <laughs> Classic Scotty. I came, I came over to watch it the rest of the show after I went up, and he was half asleep. That got a little Which, like, out. it wasn't that good, you know? Improv, if, it, improv has to be unreal, like amazing, like top notch, or it is sad in every other way. They had one. Uh, sketch or whatever it is that went on for just like a crazy amount of time and I was like this is too improv I I can't yeah but I mean I, it's too late for me to take classes you know what I mean if, no such thing if I were yeah it's no it's never too late Dan well the problem is, is I'm fucking eight years into comedy now so like if I were if I started doing something else it would be like, like I wouldn't be at like a show or something so I'd be like this is a waste yeah you know what I mean I don't know do you know. guys go up at shows like multiple times per week, every week? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like on a Wednesday, there's like a spot, you go, boom. There's Capo. Th- got it. Used to be Bills, but we shut it down. Not enough people. Um, shut it down. But yeah, Capo on Wednesday, Bell in Hand or Bleacher Bar on Tuesday. Mm. Go to Lucky's Lounge on Monday. Uh, What's or- tonight? What do you got tonight? Tonight I have nothing. I take Sundays off. It's a Lord's Day. Mm, that's I'll nice. do some Sundays. Pray up. Stay prayed up. <laughs> I do not like doing anything on a Sunday, to be honest. Anytime I have a show on a Sunday, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to do this. You got to have at least a night to yourself. I don't want to go into the city on a Sunday and do comedy. Mm. No. It doesn't seem... People don't really go anywhere on Sundays. Yeah. We go to uh, dinner on Sunday night sometimes. It's empty no matter where we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, like, there are shows. Uh, Kings is on... Kings uh, over in, like, the Back Bay mm. is on Sunday. And it's always a good show. They always, like, get, like, over 100 people. But, like... These are all good shows. Anyone yeah. who lives in the area, all the ones you just mentioned. Yeah. Hot shows. And Fridays, there's, like, seven different shows around the city. Saturdays, is like, a million... What are you guys promoting right now while we're starting to Ooh. wind here? Land the plane. Yeah. At Puke Night Dan on Instagram. At yeah, the Social okay. Boys podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting work into the video. Please go watch the fucking clips. Yeah, the clips. It's all clips I, I need more Scotty in those clips. They need more Scotty. Need yep. more Scotty. We got to get you like. Yeah, literally just put the camera on him the entire time. <laughs> we'll figure out the we're rest. We're planning on getting uh two cameras this is all behind the scenes but i want to get two cameras because whoever sits on the ends gets bowed out but yeah go watch when we just had jimmy cash why don't you get one of those the ones that switches with whoever's talking it's a lot more money it's just a lot of money. once again something i've forgotten yeah is a thing (laughs) we're put together with duct tape and fucking you know super glue (laughs) this is very much no uh, headphones still no headphones uh we do a test beforehand on who would who will be the loudest, and mm. that's about it. We've definitely upped our game since you've been on. What do, what do you mean? Who you will be the on. loudest? Like because the like, microphones are also <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, like well, we'll <laughs> no, no, no. Just there's different volumes. I Got scream, it. Logan yells, 
Tyler will yell. Scotty's very quiet, so we got to turn Scotty up. Things of that nature. Hi. We're trying to teach Scotty how to talk into a mic because uh, he's been so spoiled here with these dynamic microphones. <laughs> Ours are very... Uh, yeah, you don't have to try too hard with the SM7Bs. Yeah, we got SM58s over that. We'll work with SM58s. So uh, that's not one. even the USB one. That's the next... That's no, that's like or? that's just a regular an SM58 is what you will see at most live performances. It's like the run of the mill live performance right. recording mic. True. In case anyone was wondering, it's a fucking classic. Just get a couple of these. these I know, bad boys. I, bro. I would love to. Mm. I want. I want more lights. I want more. I want another camera. I want these arms. I want mics that are dynamic and can pick us up i want a i'll guy. sell you these if i get better ones yeah i was thinking about getting the ones rogan has just to keep up with them <laughs> <laughs> those red and black ones that kind of you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah they no cook. yeah yeah for they're sure. fucking sick those yeah yeah and they go with it the, the chill zone color scheme mm. we're currently working on getting a south shore boys uh banner that's that's mm. where our money is getting. Uh, what is that like? A hundred bucks? Allocated. You guys are pulling together tens. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro! This is like we're this is poor, depressing. We're a poor podcast. Figure this shit we're out. A poor little. We're a little garage band podcast. Start bartending. <laughs> Do something for Christ's sake. Already have two. Jesus yeah. Christ, you guys. We already have two jobs basically, yeah, we'll just, and I don't make enough money to waste well, the, it. On well, podcast. the comedy job is not paying. They're gonna pay you guys. It's surprisingly paying better than it ever has, and I'm still like. Oh my god! How am I gonna do this? <laughs> well, I'll just get third job. That's fine. <laughs> just crippling debt. Just no. I'm not a big debt guy. No to debt, be honest good, with good. you, yeah. I didn't go to real college, so like I don't have anything big. I have like five hundred dollars of debt, but just like mm, the idea. Same. It's really a matter of like, okay, the more we do it, the more we can invest in it. But I'm not gonna invest in it if we're not all gonna be on board. But recently, we all have been on board, and a lot of that was me being like you know dividing my attention with fame of weed and things like that so <laughs> now that now that we've kind of focused in i feel good about it at least mm, likewise I, I feel more confident about it than i ever have yeah but we gotta to hear it we gotta get a chill zone situation go we're trying to make a makeshift type a, of thing a slightly less chill zone yeah mm. yeah you guys gotta get some soundproofing headphones nice yeah. cable yeah, you mm. you guys are like you two, and we're like the the Pogues or something. <laughs> like we're like the Sex Pistols. I, I don't want to be you two. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you two's a bad one too. You guys are the Foo Fighters, Sick. and we right. are uh, Kurt Cobain dead. Yes, <laughs> yes. Done. We have a shotgun in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. And I gotta I, take improv classes. <laughs> I ain't that's I how you get buying. that. Yeah. <laughs> I I dipped my toe into creative endeavors at one point in my life and and realized pretty quickly that it was not going to make any fucking money so I bailed immediately yeah. part of it's fear and you know fear of rejection fear of failure all those great tropes as a person but the real thing for me was I'm way more motivated financially so I was mm. like I want to I want to do this thing that I'm good at I want to start my own business and then I want to rent it out to other people and have passive income. Like yeah. I'm making money right now while we sit here. That's to me, that's the only way to live my life. Yeah. So I'm, I also am making <laughs> money as I sit here. I wish I wish you I got was, a scratch ticket burning a hole in your pocket, ready to be cashed in. It's I so don't funny. buy scratch tickets <laughs> ever. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. Lotto, ten dollar boys. It's just funny, yeah. Uh 
you you be I, I'm totally not driven clearly by uh, financial uh, endeavors as much as I would love to make money doing this. I'm like I should do that more. That's a cool way to think. <laughs> my idea of thinking is like I don't want to hate what I do the rest of my life. That is basically mm. the whole drive I've had since I wanted to be a touring musician as a boy. Yeah. And I did that, and I was like, this doesn't make money. And then I was like, let me try comedy. That seems to be mm. a financial endeavor that'll make me a ton of money. Hell yeah. The move as a comedian in Boston is just to, you you become the guy who gets on every show. Yeah. And then after that, it's New York. Yeah, It's exactly. just a stepping stone to New York yeah, is what I'm, I'm learning from listening passively with you guys. It's like, to me, it's like, you get to New York, and there's, then you're there. There's a ceiling here. Um, but also, you talk to guys in New York. We know a lot of those guys, and- they're not even getting on anything when they're there. Mm. You know what I mean? So it seems to be like the like when actors go to Los Angeles, it's like, oh, there's like eight hundred thousand people trying to do this here. Yeah. And the <laughs> problem is well, not the problem, but like those guys then come back and they're the New York comedian coming back to do the Boston show. But mm. it's like, well, why are you here? Yeah. Like what <laughs> you, you know, doing like, back? I totally get if I was in New York and then I got a show in Boston, I would come back. But also, that doesn't mean you're getting anything in New York. You have to go. It's all about uh, this hacky word, heat or cloud or whatever you want. It's all that. What do you have? What can you bring to me? Who's got what, the juice? What can we trade for spots? Mm. What can? Do you have a podcast that has a listening, like a following? Do you have? Sure you do. Know, like <laughs> like Johnny What's Salami. That? Like yeah. he was even telling me he has a following on his podcast and a Patreon and stuff. All this shit. And even he is, like, the way he talks about it is, like, you know, it's not easy yeah. at all. And, like, when you try to get venues for shows, like, you'll send people, like, the oh, we have this many followers, and, like, that's a big Right, issue. right, right. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything's just, like, silly. Hmm. So the idea, at least until... I want to manage you guys. Please. Mm? That's my new thought. That's my new thought. <laughs> you would be financially driven if you did. Mm. One of us, one of us would be. <laughs> it's a way to wrap your head around life is that you're going to succeed. And I like beating people too. Like, I like the idea that now that I feel like the, the ball is rolling with my gym, I, in my head, I'm imagining my competition getting nervous about it. And to Ooh. me, the competition of that is what it, it drives me even further. Yeah. My competition in life isn't to make the money. My competition is to be funnier than not you, the proverbial sure. you, you mm. know what I mean? That's like what drives, I think, everyone we hang you out You care with. more about the creative aspect. A hundred percent. I should care about the other aspects, but, mm. and there are comedians who are unreal at that aspect. Mm. There are people who come from business. There are people who come from, you know what I mean? Like I came from music. So I was like, let's keep the creativity fucking going. Yeah. That's probably I a better that. way to go about it. Cause then you get a better product and you get, you get, there's more love and soul in it. And that comes across on stage. Whereas somebody mm. who's up there, for the financial, that's why you get a manager because they're not on the stage. Right, yeah. That's like a big thing we were talking about yesterday where it's like there are kids starting now who know, uh, you know, who, who got into comedy through like, not Matt Reif specifically, but like that type of com gotcha. comedy. Talking to the audience, TikTok clips. Right, yes. where we all got into it because of like a tell or, you know, the the classics, all the, all the ones. And yeah. they're like, I mean, Attell is probably fine financially, but he's not like, no. you know, he's not fucking huge anymore, but he is just trying to be the funniest all of the time, yeah. as funny as he possibly can. There are probably people now who are like, oh, that's how you do stand up. You ask 
every single person in the audience like where are you from what do you do like, where are you from what do you do where are you like, from what do you do nice like, shirt where are you from it's like that's what it is to and i love crowd work i don't put out crowd work clips though they don't make sense after they're done in the room <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's like try, trying to tell someone a dream yeah yeah it's, it's very, a good like, analogy yeah. yeah crowd work can be very boring or it can be very fun i've never loved it i mean certain people are very good with it but like Scott said, it's a lot of people will look at that as their definition of what comedy is. It's just like some guy kneeling on a stage talking to people. Yeah, mm. which I don't mind. I like crowd work, but Not, eh. it's like uh, you have to have jokes with crowd work. You know what I mean? Like I like Todd Barry and Big J. They're probably the best at it. Where mm. it's not I agree just with that. Yeah, where it's not just like nice fucking shirt or whatever. He like you're almost leading them into the next bit you're gonna do, but starting it. By like taking a census of the room almost yeah. and making something out of that before moving into what you have to say about it. Yeah. A lot of them are Sorry, like, this is probably getting boring. <laughs> a lot of them are just boiled down to like, what do you do for a living? They answer and that's like, fucking that's stupid. Yeah. And like, that's the whole joke. The best thing to do on the biggest hack on earth is to go, what's your name? And then they go, Jim. You go, Jim. And then it's like, ah, I keep fucking saying his name back to him. Yeah. It's like a trick. There you go. Okay. I, I don't okay. think this is that this is a little inside baseball, the comedy stuff, but I think as somebody is who is a lover of comedy, I think there's something there in, in the way of a podcast that's more serious. Yeah. If you guys were to do a spinoff or a side thing of because everybody on South Shore Boys is a comic. So you guys could ha maybe pivot to where you're like literally this and it's like the business end of it. Maybe get in some of the people that are the more businessy. Yeah. Butter them up that way. Give them a little time on the show. Yeah. Get them to slide mm. you in the back door of those shows. The idea is right now we're getting a lot more guests on that, you know, uh, don't necessarily have to have a following, but like just getting more people in the mix and seeing, you know, we had Jimmy Cash, who does have a big following, and that surely helped us out a little bit on social media. But, like, just getting people more aware of the fucking podcast. I just want... I said yesterday at lunch, I was like, when someone brings up, are there any comedy podcasts in Boston? I want them to say, oh, the South Shore Boys, this one, that one, the other thing. Mm. That's all I want right now. That's yeah. what you do in a band. You just want to be the band everyone has heard about. Yeah. And then you can slowly start growing from there. Sounds good. I think it's working. It's a good trajectory. It's all just band stuff. It's and there. then you get listeners, and then you can start charging for ads and mm. things like that. That's when you can actually make money doing this. Yeah. I worked for a podcast for a little while uh, on the back end, and I know how much he was charging for the amount of listeners he brought to the table, and you can live off that. You can live, you do one podcast a week. You do four pot. You offer them four podcasts a month, and at the price and the thing, and there you go, and that's it. Mm. And like that's how you could make money doing this. Yeah. But you just have to get to the fucking next pillar, you know, to to get to that point. You actually have to have the fucking listeners to get to that point. Yeah. Well, like eight grand an episode. What? Ah, uh, yeah, it was somewhere around there, like five, like five, like twenty uh, grand a month. Yeah. That's a that's that's good money. Yeah. So. I'm like, that's good money. Yeah. Like, that's the best money I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, not a month. Uh, uh, f five grand a month, not not an episode. My apologies. I don't want to. Yeah. Still though, like it would be that, but then he would go off and get ads on other things. Okay. So like, it was the yeah. podcast, and then there was the Instagram. So like, mm. he had all the numbers on Instagram. So th there was just a lot of stuff that went into it that I saw where I was like, okay, you need the numbers. Mm. That is the biggest part. And then you can start just beginning to have conversations with these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I want to be good at the back end of these things, but all I ever want to do is be like the funny part of these things. Mm, but it's it tough seems to do like everything. You it's... have to have knowledge of the back end of these things if you want to do anything at all. On the front end? On the front end. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you garbage? Like, they're both doing it, and they're both the comedy aspect of it, but also Kevin Ryan, the one of the guys on the show, is the money manager and the fucking f- f- travel agent. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know. I've done it on um, both ends in, in fitness. I've worked for people in small capacities. I've worked for big corporations and like exceeded or succeeded in either environment. And and it's easier once you learn it from that side, then you understand how the business works and then you can figure out what you want to do differently. I think that's the, to me in business, this is the biggest way to succeed is by doing something for somebody else and realizing what they do wrong and yeah. then doing it your way and doing it better. Exactly. Yeah. You get to see like what they do do right and wrong and what you would want to do and shit like that the biggest problem one of the biggest problems in comedy is like you see what works online on podcasts on whatever it might be sketches and you go oh fuck if that's what works i don't want to do that you know what i mean it's like that's not my brand i have that all the time or comedy or whatever it is and it's like you gotta just hope what we're doing is different enough from what people like right now and what gets eyes on shit mm. is different enough or there's a niche out there that just like hasn't seen us yet Ooh, sorry yeah. um and you know that's all you can hope for i guess and just keep yeah. doing what we're fucking doing you hope a clip does well you get the fall right now i say it's like playing jacks every episode we grab five people you mm. know it's just like we bounce the ball <laughs> once we grab three we bounce the ball again we grab one it's not a bad you know analogy I mean? yeah that's pretty much what gaining fans is like mm. from what I've heard of people with fans. You know what I mean? With It didn't just happen overnight. It starts to happen almost a little bit exp- exponentially yeah. from time to time. And, and then it'll like, slow oh, down. Sure. And mm. so I got to do the show again. Yeah, definitely. We want to have you guys you always do it on. on Saturdays, though. I can't. It's. <laughs> We rough could, canceling a Saturday. We may need to talk schedule. We could figure out a day to do it. I'm coming in oh. hot as Hank the whole time. And we got oh, yeah. word. And we got everything cooking now. We yeah, know man. all the ups and downs. I might right bring my own headphones. <laughs> sure, sure. You, you bring the chill zone to Logan's. <laughs> shove zone. it in the doorway. <laughs> you need a nice table, good acoustics. Yeah. I put up even more soundproofing over here. I started doing it on the other side too, so it doesn't, nothing bounces. I'm thinking about getting something for above the table as well. Mm. Not that we really need it, but I think a little like sound diffuser might add to an even more Get a mirror. smooth sound. Mm. Fucking oh, for when we fuck down here. You fuck on the in the fuck chill it. zone. I can't even imagine fucking down here. This would be a horrible place to have sex. Be so cold. <laughs> fucking freezing cold floors. Looking up at the wall of kings. A bunch of men sick. staring back at you like, nice job, son. Yeah. And a boy. You got him over there. Yeah. I do have to say those. <clears throat> Is that enough? I think that might be enough. I got to piss again, so thank God it's enough. I do too. Thanks for listening, fans. Thanks for having me, guys. Please, thanks for coming. And And, uh, we're going to have Ank on South Shore Boys soon, do the whole deal. And we already did plugs, so what uh, what do you want to say to the fans? Ankfit.com and uh, Ank underscore fit on Instagram. And that's about it. I'm going to skip seasoned on all those. Folks, we'll check you out next time. I wish I knew what was coming out next week. What the show we'll is brought watching. to you by Benefix, uh, <laughs> where you can get all your Benefix and, and uh, Benefix.com slash B-E-N-F-X. Benefix. 
folks. That's enough. Have a good. Listen, buddy, I gotta go. But thank you.